Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Night one of the 2017 Breer's Crown featured some exciting races, including Manchego, who put her unbeaten streak on the line and proved to be a dominant damsel among her rivals. Pure Country was a winner in one of the more exciting Breer's Crown races of the night, defeating a hard-charging bedroom confession. Tonight, the males take center stage as What the Hill looks for sweet redemption in the Breeders' Crown after an eventful Hamiltonian, as down by the seaside, will look to return to his two-year-old form. Host time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, is proud to present the 2017 34th edition of the Breeders' Crown, live from Hoosier Park in Anderson, Indiana. Live coverage of the 2017 Breeders' Crown from Hoosier Park is brought to you by Bet America, Play the Bet America Way, TheStable.ca, an affordable way to own all of or part of a horse. New vocations, make your next horse an ex-race horse. The Harness Racing Fan Zone, putting you in the driver's seat. The Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Live Harness Racing returns November 4th. Embroidery Unlimited, for all of your embroidery needs. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. The Breeders' Crown is coming in 2018. Crawford Farms, driven for a passion of the sport. The Raceway at Western Fair District. Harness Racing lives here. Millstream Farm, visit us online at millstreamfarms.com. The Blooded Horse Sales Company. Visit us at bloodedhorse.com. Diamond Creek Farm, simply a cut above. VIP Internet Stables, the number one partnership in harness racing. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 2017 a Breeders' Crown, live from Hoosier Park in Anderson, Indiana. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, is post-time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, brings you the 34th rendition of the Breeders' Crown. We're joined uh, by a ton of people here tonight. They're getting ready to come onto the track for the seventh race. We'll get to that momentarily. But first, uh, we want to talk a little bit, uh, Garnett Barnsdale, who's to my right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about All Bets Off. I'll tell you what, uh, he uh, really has come to form as of late. And, uh, you know, as, as we watch All Bets Off, uh, he kind of goes up and down in his performances, but he always seems to be able to strike at a little bit of a price. He does, and if it's a price you're looking for, you'll probably get it tonight from the nine hole. Um, after finishing fifth in his elimination, you're, he'll probably be an overlay tonight. And if the trip works out for him, he can he can win. Listen, for more on All Bets Off, let's send it out to uh, Jessica Otten. Jessica actually just wrote a story about All Bets Off. Jessica? I did. It was very exciting to write my first USDA article on All Bets Off. I was able to talk to all of the connections, the owners, the trainer, Ron Burke, and driver, Matt Kikaley. Um, It was a little upsetting in his elimination, but, you know, his trip didn't really work out for him. Everybody that won you was um, up top, on top or up close to the front, and he was first over and just kind of stalled out. So hoping for a little bit better of a trip tonight for him. And if he does win, he makes it over the $3 million mark, so that will be exciting. And he's my best bet of the night. All bets off. Back to you, Mike. Thank you, Jess Scott. We'll get to the fourth member of our broadcast team, uh, 
Taylor Johnston, who is in the back paddock in just a moment. Let's go through the field. Uh, Garnett Barnsdale, it's the Breeders' Crown Open Trot, presented by Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. And number one is Resolved, owned by Hearns Erdgren. Ukis Fonstead trains and drives the one Resolved 10 to 1, uh, 8 to 1 now at the flip of the tote board. Uh, has not been racing to form as of late. The two is Crazy Wow, one of the elimination winners last week, owned by Our Horse Sense Stable, J&T Silva, Dio Valente Farm. Trained by Ron Burke, driven by Dave Miller, eight to one—a good price on him right now. Number three is Homicide Hunter. It's the Chris Own, excuse me, Chris Oaks trained uh, gelding. Crawford Farms owns Brett Miller is in the uh, sulky Homicide Hunter, coming off a fourth-place effort in the Breeders' Crown Elimination. The four is the Super Mare Hanalor Hanover, owned by Burke Racing Stable. Stable Weaver Bruschemi, Frank Baldacino, J and T Silva Stables, trained by Ron Burke, driven by Yannick Jingra. Number five is Triple Crown winner Marion Marauder. Marion Marauder is trained by Paula Wellwood, owned by Marion Wellwood and Devin Keeling. Scott Zeron in to drive with second to Crazy Wow in the Breeders' Crown Elimination. The six is looks, looks Like a Chippendale, owned by Determination of Montreal, Quebec, driven by Daniel Dubay, trained by Luke Blay. And this uh, trio combined to win the Breeders' Crown Mare's Trot with the Moticon Hanover last night. Number seven is Hamiltonian champion Pinkman. It's owned by Christina Tactor, McClelland, Herb Liverman, John and Jim Fielding, Jimmy Tactor trained. Brian Sears is in the sulky. Disappointing fifth uh, in the Breeders' Crown elimination is yet to come back to his three-year-old form. Number eight is Ontario's Il Sogno Dream, owned by Leonard and Randy Michael Christopher, trained by Chris Beaver, driven by Corey Callahan, a 99-to-1 shot currently. Number nine is Garal Hanover, another 99-to-1 shot, is owned by Burke Racing, Stable Weaver, Bersemi, the Little E, and Panhellenic Group. Ron Burke trains Matt Kakele, who has never won a Breeders' Crown. Uh, I believe it was Jess Gotten who took, told us that stat earlier here this evening. Driver Tim Tietrich, who's, who's won many Breeders' Crowns, drives number 10, Mambo Lindy, owned by Great Horse, trained by Frank Antonacci, second in elimination, 21 to 1. Very good price on him right now. That is the field for the uh, Breeders' Crown Open Trot, presented by Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. And uh, we'll get to Taylor Johnston here in just a moment. Let's go ahead and get the seventh race in. Taylor, stand by uh, with us, and uh, we'll get you in just after this race. Uh, guys, this is uh, set up to be a pretty interesting board. No surprise here. Three to five on the four, Hanalore Hanover. Seven to one on the two, uh, Crazy Wow. What I find to be a good price here, uh, Garnett, is the one, uh, Resolve. Uh, we talked a little bit about off the, off the air about Resolve and kind of his performances as of late. Yeah, you know what? I was going to mention the same thing, that I kind of like his price, and he kind of reminds me a little bit of, of uh, Pure Country's form last night. She was kind of looked like she was kind of tailing off, and bang, there she was with a good performance. So horses that are capable of being uh, top horses, as we know Resolve is, can jump up in cases like this and win, and you can get a good price. Mike? Well, guys, uh, obviously this race goes through Hanalore Hanover. Let's just take a look at some of her stats. She was purchased at the as a yearling at the 2013 Standard Bread Horse Sale for only $32,000. I think that qualifies as a, quite a bargain price. Uh, she won the 2016 Breeders' Crown Mare Trot last year at the Big M. Of course, earlier in the year, she trotted the fastest mile ever for a Mare Trotter in the All Orange and 149-2. Uh, she also won the Maple Leaf Trot against the boys. Uh, and Breeders Hanover Shoe Farms have 23 Breeders Crown wins, guys, and uh, over $15.4 million in Breeders Crown earnings. Burke Racing is third on the all-time earnings list in the Breeders Crown with 4.3 million, six Breeders Crown wins. Part owner Jerry Silva 
of the uh, Jerry Therese Silva Stables has 11 Breeders' Crowns champions, either by himself or in partnership. Weaver Brusemi has six Breeders' Crown trophies, and Frank Valdicino won his first last year with Hanover Hanover. So a lot of success going around, but I'll tell you what, that $32,000 yearling buy back in 2013 was quite the steal. I think they're really going to have to come and get her tonight at 3-5. to five. I think she is definitely uh, a clear, clear standout in my opinion here. I think number three, Homicide Hunter's got a little bit of a long shot chance. And Garnett, I know we talked about the year about 10 Mambo Lindy, maybe hitting the ticket. Should be in for a good trip from that second tier. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I guess the one we haven't mentioned is the uh, last year's triple trotting triple crown winner, Mary Marauder. Right. He's rebounded nicely uh, since his bout of sickness with the uh, in the Maple Leaf trot elimination. Was a strong second in the uh, international trot, and then a nice closing second at Crazy Wild last week. I just wonder what kind of a trip he's going to get. If Zeron can get him out in the top five, I think he's got a shot. You know, guys, I think, uh, you know, 7-2 to two price on Marion Marauder is definitely worth taking a swing here. Uh, you know, definitely, uh, quali- I want to say qualified. He, he raced it very well in his elimination. And uh, But Crazy Wow was a horse that just absolutely looked super impressive in uh, his elimination. I'm kind of a little bit surprised at the 9-1 to one price here, guys. I think Crazy Wow has got a, you know, a chance to race well against this group. Uh, picked up David Miller uh, tonight. I think that could uh, definitely make the difference. Uh, Yannick Jinger obviously not going to take off of Hanalore Hanover. He'd be crazy if he took yeah. off of Hanalore. But uh, listen, as hard as the track is tonight, I'm not sure that she likes the hard track. I'm going to stay with uh, the two at Crazy Wow here in the Breeders' Crown Open Trot, guys. Yeah, you know, I, I was actually hoping for a better price than 7-2 to two on Mary Marauder. I think I mentioned that in my analysis on Deer of Harness that I thought he might get a little bit over bet. Um, but, you know, if I was looking to upset, I'd probably go for the 1, 2, or 10 uh, on, based on their prices on the board. But as we were talking about last night, you don't always have to beat the chalk. You can you can bet tickets and get bombs underneath and make some good money, too. Well, listen, the Dime Superfectas last night were paying fantastic. Earlier tonight, uh, I should have had one. Uh, if I would have boxed all five horses, we'd have been in good shape. And, uh, you know, uh, but I'll tell you what, as cool as it has been tonight, I don't think you'll see any 149 and uh, three miles. We are about to go to the gate. It's the seventh race here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. It's the Breeders' Crown Open Trot. Here at Hoosier Park, Hanalore Hanover, one to two on the board. It's the lone mare versus the boys. Will it be girl power or will the boys take it away from her? We're about to find out. Let's send it upstairs to the live call. Steve Cross. Steve Cross with the call. Good luck. They're at the gate. Field of 10 trotters. The Lone Lady versus the boys here in the Breeders' Crown Open Trot, sponsored by the Meadowlands. Here they come. And they're off and trotting. From the inside, Crazy Wow steps out for the lead. Resolve to the inside, and Hanalore Hanover forwardly placed here by Jingra. Mount Melindy gapping through and forward to the outside of fifth. That's Marion Marauder. There between horses six, the headstrong homicide hunter. Back of the inside and trotting in seventh as they enter the first turn. It looks like a Chippendale Pinkman follows. Il Sonia Dream and Garel Hanover, the early trailers, 26 and 3. Opening quarter time, and Hanover Hanover has cleared to the front, but immediate pressure there to the outside as they charge down the backstretch. 
by Marion Marauder. So Marion Marauder clears to the lead. Handler Hanover to the inside races second. Crazy Wild back to third. Resolve is fourth. Man Melindy lined up in fifth. Homicide Hunter to the inside is now blocked sixth as looks like a Chippendale moves up and around. Pinkman follows. Yes, Sonia Dream and Garel Hanover. 55 and 3 for the halftime. Marion Marauder and Scott Zerrout with the lead. Handler Hanover to the inside. She's locked in second as Resolve is out to challenge from third. Looks like a Chippendale working out a second over trip here is fourth. Crazy Wild buried on the inside fifth. Pinkman to the outer flow. Open trotters arriving at three quarters. It's Marion Marauder, the lead of the length. And Hadalor Hanover beginning to look for racing room at three quarters, 125. They're on their way home with the Breeders' Crown with Marion Marauder. Hadalor Hanover angles to the outside, and here she comes. Down to the inside, Mambo Lindy. They last centered eight of a mile to go. Hadalor Hanover, Marion Marauder on the inside. Hadalor steps by. Hadalor Hanover takes the lead. Down to the inside, slipping through comes Crazy Wow. Hadalor Hanover wins the Breeders' Crown at 152-1. Girl power on display at the Breeders' Crown. Hannah Lore Hanover, uh, a rough, tough trip, if you ask me. Uh, locked in for her life, Garnett. Came to the outs- went to the inside first, came back to the outside. I'll tell you what, what a patient drive by Yannick Jengrau. There is an inquiry uh, into this race. Apparently there is an incident on the uh, backstretch, they're going to take a look at. We'll actually see the uh, view here in just a moment. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I don't think she was roughed up that bad. I mean, uh, she, she's sitting behind a, a, a pace where the third quarter was in 29-2. and two. You know you're going to get room either in the passing lane, but uh, Yannick didn't want the passing lane. Come outside and, uh, you know, just another great drive by Yannick. He never, Yannick never panics should be the motto, I think. Mike, uh, did you see anything going up the backstretch? Uh, there is an inquiry that they are going to take a look at here. Uh, I didn't see a whole lot of uh, whole lot of problems. At least I didn't think so, except for uh, Marion Marauder having the lead. Yeah, don't forget they've got that head on the uh, up the backstretch. So I'm sure that's you know that's what they're the camera that they're going to use to take a look at something. But I certainly didn't see anything. I didn't see going to the uh, the top three. I see Pinkman uh, not too sure before. That's probably the one of the better races women's race in the last couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, Hanover Hanover just just unbelievable. She she looked very very good. Yeah, she did look very very good. Obviously, we'll take a look at what the uh, judges are looking at here in just a moment. Finishing second was the two crazy wow broken equipment there for the ten Mambo Lindy Garnett. I pointed it out coming down the stretch a uh, a flat tire. Uh, it looked like, it yeah, it looked like a, the tire was flapping through the air on the ten Mambo Lindy. I didn't know what you were pointing at there, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean. Flat tire in a, in a race like this is not good. All right. Well, again, we're going to take a look at the inquiry here in a, just a, a quick moment. Uh, we're going to have winner's circle reaction. Taylor Johnson's waiting in the back paddock, but coming back in front of the stands is the girl. Girl power on display here at the Breeders' Crown. Number four, Hannah Lore, Hanover the winner at one to two odds. Crazy Wow raced uh, pretty well there, uh, Garnett. He did. He raced, uh, you know, he's. And, and I find um, being the third guy on the rail with this passing lane is not a bad spot to be here. Uh, horse won from that uh, spot already tonight. All right. We're going to take a very quick time out. When we come back, we'll get the results of the inquiry and discuss uh, maybe what we're going to be looking at. We'll have winter circle reaction and introduce Taylor Johnson. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. 
We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment and live harness racing action returns Saturday, November 4th. The first 1,000 guests will receive a 2017-18 commemorative calendar filled with images of the sport's greatest horses and drivers in action from the 2017 racing season. Photos are courtesy of track photographer Lisa Photo. The giveaway will begin at 6.30 p.m. at the Players Club desk in the clubhouse lobby. For more information, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. This year in Harrisburg, Millstream Farms will offer 11 outstanding yearlings, including a Muscle Hill Colt first bowl out of world champion Mystery Woman, a Trixton Colt first bowl out of multiple stakes winning mate Coffee Cake Hanover, and a Muscle Hill Philly first bowl from the race mayor Ellen Zyle, as well as many yearlings by Cantab Hall, Credit Winner, Muscle Massive, Yankee Glide, and Conway Hall. Visit our consignment in Harrisburg November 6th through 10th. For more information, visit MillStreamFarm.com. That's MillStreamFarm.com. MillStream will see you in Harrisburg. The Blooded Horse Sales Company would like to invite you to the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. Entries are closed with 1,289 entries. The online catalog will be posted on October 27th. Catalogs will mail around October 31st. And past performance lines will be posted on November 9th. Come check it out. It's the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. For more information, visit Blooded Horse.com. That's bloodedhorse.com. History. It's written by winners. At Diamond Creek Farm, we're breeding champions and rewriting the history books. Diamond Creek Farm, a cut above. Edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Ben America. Mike Carter alongside of Garnett Barnsdale, Mike Bozich, Jess Cotton, Taylor Johnston. We will meet here momentarily. Again, they are looking at an incident going up the back stretch here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We're not quite sure exactly uh, the incident, Mike. Uh, I didn't see anything. The inquiry sign has come down. Let's hear from Steve Cross. Okay, Steve Cross indicating the inquiry did not affect the uh, top four order of finish, so it will uh, remain 4-2-5-7. Guys, Hanover, Hanover looked absolutely dominant here this evening. We'll get to Winter Circle reaction here momentarily, but coming up later on, uh, Gardet is the three-year-old Colt and a gelding pace here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, and Funkin' Waffles um, was supplemented to the Breeders' Crown. Okay, Funkin' Waffles uh, supplemented in this race. And, right. uh, 
<clears throat> excuse me, was supplemented to this race. I got to think if Michelle Crawford didn't think this horse had at least a little bit of a chance, they would have never put up the money, uh, definitely a lot of money to uh, supplement to this race. But I was kind of disappointed by the elimination. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, he just, I guess he just barely qualified finishing fifth, but he sat fourth for most of the race and then tried to move into a 28th final quarter. I think uh, we're, Mike Bozich and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think he's uh, going to be more forwardly placed early tonight. All right, for more on Funkin' Waffles, let's send it to the uh, back paddock. Taylor Johnson standing uh, by to talk about Funkin' Waffles. Taylor? Hi, guys. Yeah, so Funkin' Waffles, I actually got to get to know him a little bit at the Little Brown Jug when I worked in the Jug Barn. So I spent two days with him um, where he finished, I believe, second in the final. And then I was talking a little bit to Michelle Crawford and the Boonshanes, and they said that they were going to take him to Lexington originally, but then plans kind of changed, and they had uh, Sire Stakes Finals in New York. So they kind of said, I think he has a better shot at the Sire Stakes Finals in New York, so we're going to skip Lexington and then give him time off before we bring him out to the crown, which, you know, he did barely finish or have a spot in the crown finishing fifth, but I definitely think he has a good shot tonight. All right, Taylor, thanks so much. And uh, listen, we'll be ready for your uh, paddock interviews coming up here in just a little bit. Sounds good, guys. All right, race number eight, guys, features the two-year-old Colt and Gelding Trotters per $600,000. It features a uh, pretty good field here, guys. Fourth dimension uh, coming off of a victory by a length and a three quarters in the elimination. Uh, Mike Bozich for trainer Marcus Milander. And Marcus Milander, only, I believe uh, he was interviewed earlier, 25, 26 years old. How about this? Would he be one of the youngest to uh, win a Breeders' Crown as a trainer? Well, that certainly can be the case. You know, Marcus Melander is a trainer that the race is quite a bit, along with Owners Grant Incorporated at Harris, Philadelphia. And Marcus has quickly turned into one of the really good trot trainers. And I'll tell you what, the future is scary for this kid. Here you got a two-year-old Colt by Chapter 7 who is clicking at the right time in the likes of Fourth Dimension. I know, uh, you know, Garnett, we talked a little bit about last night about maybe looking for some of the horses with the unsuccessful brushes, but this horse has been, has been very successful in his brushing move, he tucked from outside from post seven, was given a picture perfect drive, driven like he was the best, and he certainly was the best. Now gets post four. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, if because the further you move inside, I think like right in that three, four, five area, I think that kind of takes the brushing dynamic out of your game. I think you either have to go grind or you have to go towards the front end and then brush again. So. It's going to be interesting to see what a fourth dimension does. But the, like we were talking about off the air, I like number three fifty dollar bill in here. And this horse kind of sat, 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 and really rallied very well to be second. But this horse was very dominating in the Indiana Sire Stakes action. There's another horse, I believe, that's peaking at the right time, was the favorite at Indiana Sire Stakes Super Final and made a break from the second tier. Now, listen, some trotters just do not like the second tier, so I could certainly forgive them for that. Owner John Bernard and the trainer, Bill Crone, actually had a horse quite some time ago. Actually, it's not quite some time ago now, but St. Elmo's Hero uh, was a horse. St. Elmo's Hero was an uh, a, a invitational standout when Illinois Racing was good and, and uh, in the, back uh, in Indiana hey, when the Hoosier Park and that started going. Yes. Hey, Mike, uh, we're going to send it to Jess Scott, and she's got winner's circle reaction with one of the uh, co-owners of Handle or Hanover. Jessica? Hi, guys. I'm here with one of the co-owners, Jerry. Jerry, talk a, bit, a little, little bit about Hanalore Hanover. She's an amazing filly. She beat the boys. Talk to us a little bit about the trip. Were you nervous when she was locked in second? 
I thought that uh, it was a surprise to have uh, Scotty go to the front with Marion Marauder. Didn't expect that. Uh, Yannick knows what to do. And Hanlon knows stuff's along to make sure he does it right. And uh, it was just a great race. Crazy Wow was a little bit afraid on the inside, uh, coming up on the inside. And then Yannick went to the inside. Then he went to the outside. And the race was over. It was all Hanlon. Now, is she all done for the year or does she have another start? I think it's up to Ronnie, of course. He'll make, he'll make the decisions about that. I think she has a TVG series at the Meadowlands. Well, thank you for your time and congratulations. So Back to you, Mike. Guys, I'll tell you what, the TVG free-for-all finals coming up at Meadowlands Racing Entertainment uh, could provide a little bit of a, uh, for at least the older horses, uh, Garnett, um, you know, a little bit of horse of the year uh, value. But before we dive into that, before we dive into this eighth race, uh, we're going to talk to Listen, I, I swear you put a million miles on those shoes over the past couple of days. We're going to talk to the director of marketing here at Hoosier Park, Emily Gaskin. Emily, first off, how are you, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Well, you know, it, it, it'd be easy to say that I'm tired or, or anything, but, you know, this is the, these are the kind of nights we live for and uh, just feeding off the energy and just excited, you know, to be here and, and to, to be showcasing this to the best of the best. And, it, you know, it's really crazy. Like I said, it'd be easy for me to say I'm tired and you look back at all the work you put into it. But, you know, when you can kind of step back and, and appreciate things and appreciate some great harness racing, it never gets old. Now, Emily, uh, you guys have done a fantastic job of putting all this stuff together. We've got the uh, the big bet coming up here in just a little bit, the $500 bet. The pick six uh, type wager, we like that. Uh, that We uh, actually uh, talked about a little bit ago that you guys put together. It was a $10,000 uh, between the two nights, and it kind of rolled over. Uh, tell us a little bit about the promotions you guys had going on. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously with the crowd size, we wanted to be able to manage things. And so we put together a sweepstakes that's called the Breeders' Crown Sweepstakes. And, you know, uh, basically, like you said, it's kind of a, it is a pick six, you know, one win, uh, one pick in all six of the Breeders' Crown races each night, $5,000 prize. And interestingly enough, we had one winner last night. So one lucky lady went home with $5,000. It was pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, it was, it was a little chalky, but then going into the last race, she had pure country at 12 to 1. So we had one winner. She took home $5,000 prize. We're doing the same thing tonight, picking the winners of the six Breeders' Crown races, $5,000 prize. If no one wins tonight, uh, that money will be donated to our Breeders' Ground charities. So it's all for a good cause. We wanted people to have fun and a chance to get in. The thing I liked about it, uh, Michael, is that, you know, it, it takes some handicapping, but, you know, you could also pick some lottery numbers, too, and just hope for the best. So it had a little bit of everything. We did that. We did the mega bet. Uh, just got all sorts of things going on. Now, Emily, uh, obviously we got one Breeders' Crown race in the books, five more to go. Uh, anybody that kind of jumps off the page at you or sticks out over the next uh, couple of races or anybody you're looking forward to see besides Hanalore who uh, just smoked the boys? Yeah, that was uh, definitely the race I was looking forward to tonight. And I don't think I've cheered for a horse race that long, and especially a horse that I haven't owned. Uh, I was up there cheering like I was a six-year-old little girl. So it was pretty <laughs> cool to see. Very excited for Hannah Laura Hanover and her connections. Uh, you know, she got that much-deserved win and kind of a cap off to her to her great season and great career. I, I'm looking forward to the three-year-old pacing goals. I think that's going to be an interesting race. Uh, really looking forward to watching the Indiana boys in there, Beckham, Z-Tam, and Rock and Tony take on Down by the Seaside, who, interestingly enough, I made Down by the Seaside my best bet of the night, and, uh, you know, I watched Rock and Tony warm up, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should recant my uh, decision a little bit, but it's one of those races, you know, three-year-old pacing goals, uh, kind of the glamour boys division, and it's really cool to see two Indiana third horses in the event. Emily, one thing before we let you go, I'm missing a horse of yours. I haven't seen him in a while. 
and it's my favorite drink. Uh, how's the, how's the captain doing? He's good. Uh, we decided, uh, um, my cousin actually, he's a riding horse now. So, uh, okay. he, uh, is, uh, enjoying the luxury of, uh, life of being a riding horse. So we, he's just a great horse. He's a really cool horse to be around and, you know, maybe wasn't the best racehorse, probably wasn't the fastest, definitely not the fastest I've ever owned. Uh, but we just decided to do the right thing by the horse, let him, uh, kind of enjoy his life. He's just such a cool horse to be around. Uh, you know, and, and so he's, uh, now living the life of luxury. Well, Emily, we certainly appreciate all the hospitality from Hoosier Park. And I, listen, we've had a lot of fun this year. We've been here. This is our fourth time this year. Hopefully, uh, we'll be back to work with you guys next year. Well, we really appreciate all the great coverage that you guys do. Uh, your whole team, uh, you know, I know it's a group effort, Ed, but, you know, promoting harness racing is something that I'm very passionate about, and you guys do a great job. And I want to thank you for braving the weather. <laughs> of course, uh, last night with rain, and tonight it's a little chilly, but uh, just always a great time having you guys out here. So uh, we look forward to working with you, uh, hopefully, in the coming years. All right, Emily, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, listen, uh, listen, rest your feet later on, please, because I know you put a lot of miles down. Yeah, it's one of those things, not taking these shoes off so they absolutely have to come <laughs> off because I'm not sure I can get back in them. All right, that's Emily Gaskin, who uh, does a lot of work here at Hoosier Park Racing and the Casino, uh, Mike Bozich. We're going to throw it back to you for a commercial here in just a moment, but we want to go through the field for the two-year-old Colt and Gelding Trot presented by the Brittany Farms. Uh, win play show exact to try 50 cent uh, trifectas here dime super effect wagering let's take a look at the field one crystal of fashion one by a neck uh, in uh, his elimination uh, crystal fashion is owned by fashion farms llc jim campbell trains david miller is in the sulky the two you know you do is owned by howard taylor b hatfield mccatt's Outfield Gold Band, trained by Jimmy Tactor, driven by Yannick Jingra, taking a lot of money right now, three to one, considering he was uh, in his elimination. Number three is a horse that uh, has been tossed around here, guys. Fifty dollar bill, currently at nine to two, is owned by uh, John Barnard. William Crone trains. Trace Teacherick is in the sulky. The four, your current even money favorite is Fourth Dimension, owned by Current Incorporated, trained by Marcus Melander. Driven by Brian Sears, six for eight this year. Comfortable winner in his elimination. Number five is Mets Hall, owned by Stray Incorporated in the Andy Miller Stable. Julie Miller trains Andy Miller up. Was second in the Breeders' uh, Crown elimination to a fourth dimension who draws inside of him after winning the International Stallion at Lexington by eight lengths. Number six, Dawson Springs, is owned by Brittany Farms LLC, Alanya Racing LLC, and Robert J. LeBlanc. Trained by Tony Alanya, driven by Joe Bongiorno, a distant fourth. In his elimination, that's probably why he's 61 to 1. Busani is the 7, owned by Winterberry Farm. Chris Beaver trained. Scott Zeron is in the sulky, coming off a fifth place effort. Uh, was very disappointed with that effort after finishing second in the Madison here at Hoosier Park back on October 14th. Number 8, Missile Hill, currently a 40 to 1 shot on the board, is owned by Silver Linden Farms, another Tony Alanya trainee, driven by Tim Tietrich, third beaten three lengths in his elimination. Number nine, Samo, a different day, currently at 38-1, to one, is owned by Christina Tactor and Samo Partners. Jimmy Tactor trains and drives the nine Samo different day, coming off a third-place effort and uh, was uh, gaining there in the stretch after, uh, after leading and fighting on there towards the end of the mile. Rounding out the field, number 10 is Skyway Torpedo, owned by T.D. Comerford, A. Hart, J.M. Lee, and R. Miller, trained by Alvin Miller, driven by Peter Wren. This horse has never been worse than fourth, at least on the page here, and is probably a good one to consider for the bottom of your exotic waders leaving from the second tier. All right, that is the field for the two-year-old Colt and a gelding trot, the Breeders' Crown, presented by the Brittany Farms. Mike Bozich has a stat. We're going to take a very short timeout before this race goes off. Mike? 
All right. Well, just so you guys know, uh, and Garnett, I thought you should know this, but Masoni is a town in northern Ontario, you know, 19 kilometers south of James Bay, considered okay, to be the gateway to the Arctic. Is that in your backyard? Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you guys. You've been saying my name wrong for years, but I can live with that. But the name of this place is actually Musini, not Musini or Musoni or Musini. That's exactly how you say it. Okay, well, that, I'm sorry. That's Musini. why we've got you, and that's why we pay you the big bucks to sit in that seat, my friend. But uh, listen, congratulations to uh, Jerry Silva, who just got and had on. It was his 12th uh, Breeders' Crown win, either in partnership or owning by himself, and he's got another chance coming up in race 10 with number three, What the Hill. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, it's more from the uh, from the Breeders' Crown 2017 at Hoosier Park. I'm post time with Mike and Mike, presented by... Bet America. Moosini, right, Garnet? Moosini. Moosini. We are driven by a passion for the sport and a desire to help harness racing prosper. Crawford Farms, Meadowlands pace, all in behind the gate. Crawford Farms, open trotters have reached the top of the backstretch. They are ready to go. Founded in 1966. We are committed to breeding the world's top horses and supporting the industry in the process. A crispy apple, bionic man time again in the Mist, New Jersey. Androvet, the great, the great Androvet does it. We are Crawford Farms. Want to sport the coolest breeder's crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hamiltonian.com. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pit Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again, and Pit Rock together, run 49 and 2. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? with the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. The $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular Super High Five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com. 
All right, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, Garnett Barnsdale, Jessica, Taylor Johnston, Kate Wiggins taking the photos here for us tonight. Guys, we're just a couple of minutes away from the Abe's race. It's the Breeders' Crown, a two-year-old, a Colt and a Gelding Trot. Uh, currently at a three to five is the four fourth dimension, but the three fifty dollar bill, guys, five to one. That's a, a heck of a price here, Garnett. It is, and uh, I'm actually live to cash this pick four with the four and the five, so I'm looking for Mets Hall for 112 bucks. If not, uh, fourth dimension is my only other shot. Mike, what do you think here, buddy? Well, like I said, I really like number three, $50 bill. I think the race sets up very good for him. I think he'll be sitting in the same exact spot as he was last week when he unleashed that 27-1 close just to miss Crystal Fashion. Uh, even, you know, there's a chance that Crystal Fashion could get away fourth or fifth year and $50 bill can follow him up in the cover flows. So, Trace Dietrich is the homegrown guy. You know, you got a homegrown trainer, Bill Crone, and uh, an owner, John Bernard, that has invested uh, very much in Illinois and Indiana harness racing. And I think this could be his Breeders' Crown breakthrough. Guys, Trace Tietrich, uh, what's up, Frank? How we doing, buddy? Uh, Frank Baldacino stopping by uh, to say hello there, Mike. Uh, Trace Tietrich. And, that was, and by won. the way, Mike, that was his second Breeders' Crown win ever with Hanalore Hanover, and his wow, first one was last year with Hanalore. So congratulations <laughs> to Frank. Good guy. <laughs> Guys, we're uh, 49 seconds away here uh, from this race, three to five. Currently on the uh, four, fourth dimension, uh, Garnett, I'm not buying the price here, buddy. I think uh, for a two-year-old trotter, uh, it's uh, too low. Well, you know, he shows a break um, four starts back, and uh, other than that, he shows all wins in a second. I can see why he's being three to five, but I can also see why I wouldn't really take it. There's the magic man right beside you. Yeah, the uh, Bill O'Donnell, if I'm correct, right? Bill O'Donnell, and uh, we're going to talk to uh, a couple of our uh, Ohio friends here in a few moments, but we're going to get to that after the Breeders' Crown, brought to you by the Brittany Farm. Here's Steve Cross with the live call of race number eight, the Breeders' Crown, presented by Brittany Farms. Coming in the line, Steve Cross with the call of the Breeders' Crown, two-year-old Colts and Geldings truck. So the Trial Trotting Colts and Gildings in the Breeders' Crown, sponsored by the Brittany Farms, lining up moving in. $600,000 on the line. One sixteenth away now. Here they come. And they're off and trotting with a burst of speed. Mets Hall fires hard off the gate quickly, grabbing the lead and crossing over from the front side for early racing position at St. different Day. Crystal Fashion, meantime, comes away third. Fourth dimension to the inside is fourth. Fifth at the pylon, Skyway Torpedo. Then it's $50 bill and Dawson Springs as they line up into the first turn. Usani coming away next with Missile Hill. After a miscue at the back of the pack here, the trailer as they reach the first quarter mile marker, you know you do. 27-3 was the opening quarter time. Mets Hall, the Kentam Hall Colt, leads the way, but charging up on the outside now. Here comes Crystal Fashion and Miller going right after Miller, and Crystal Fashion clears. So David Miller has Crystal Fashion on the move as he takes the lead. And Andy Miller and Metz Hall back to the inside second then as they arrive at the halfway point. Same old different day. Meantime, stays behind him in third and fourth dimension continues in fourth. Here comes $50 bill to the outside looking to flush cover the half 57 seconds. 
They trot through the upper turn crystal fashion. To the inside, Mets Hall is now locked in the second as Fourth Dimension moves first up on the outside, and Tietrich has a $50 bill in a perfect spot here. Second over fourth, St. different Day trapped to the inside, the fifth, and Dawson Springs into the float of the outside. Three quarters and 126 and four, and it's crystal fashion leading for home. Here comes $50 bill on the outside. Mets Hall to the inside with less than an eighth of a mile to go. $50 bill has taken the lead to the inside. Mets Hall charging later to the outside. Same old different day. Final 16 to go. It's $50 bill. The Breeders' Crown champion in 155. Guys, as the snow begins to fall, $50 bill gets the win and the upset. Garnett, you saw me with my wallet in my hand. I was going to hand Kate five bucks and tell her to go put a uh, $5 win bet on this thing. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it didn't happen. Seven to one. There's the number one son right there. I know he bet this horse because I made the bet for him. See? Oh, there you go. I'm giving a high five to Jeremy Day. Frickin but I wasn't smart enough. I, I wasn't smart enough to use my pick four, though. Oh, my goodness. I should have given you some money there, my friend. Where'd you go, Ace? Hey, uh, I'm sure Ace is super excited. Uh, how much uh, How much are we talking to win on this horse? How much you bet on him? Five bucks. Five bucks. So, you know, there you go. So, you got to get a good price on him. All right, guys. Uh, well, hold on a second, guys. Hold on. Next week on the website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com, it's Aces Picks coming up next week. Postttimewithmikeandmike.com. <laughs> Check it out. Garnett will have to negotiate the price for Ace. There you go. Well, listen, guys, uh, I'll tell you what, Garnett, we talked a little bit about the fractions early on. The fractions were extremely slow, and I thought for sure that number four, fourth uh, dimension uh, was going to, uh, you know, kind of run away with things uh, from the outside. It had to come first over. But I'll tell you what, when Tietrich pulled $50 bill, he was gapping second over cover, and Steve Cross, Steve Cross made a comment about how good of a trip $50 Bill got. I'll tell you what, when $50 Bill came up and got some cover, uh, $50 Bill looked explosive in the stretch. He was tons the best. Uh, Trace Dietrich never moved a muscle. I, I really thought the way the fractions were playing uh, that uh, Mets Hall was probably going to win the race sitting in that pocket and waiting for the passing lane. But you know what? A uh, 7 ohm was a good price, and he really was tons the best. All right, guys, we got a couple of people standing by here at the table. We are going to talk to a uh, to a few people uh, before we go back to the winter circle. Again, we're going to crown the two-year-old Colt in Gelding Trotter, number three fifty-dollar bill presented by Brittany Farms. Standing by right now is uh, Mr. Joe McCloy from the Sugar Valley Farm. Uh, Joe, I'll tell you what, the Ohio Sire Stakes program is looking stronger and stronger each and every day. And I'll tell you what, we've had some uh, pretty big uh, Ohio breads run this evening uh, on the program. Yeah, Ohio's really coming around right now, and it's a lot of fun, you know, uh, with uh, some of the assistance from the legislation and uh, not only Ohio, but look at what Indiana's done, you know. This isn't a night to talk about Ohio. This is a night to talk about Indiana and what a great, great uh, presentation they're putting on here tonight at Hoosier Park, and hopefully Ohio will be able to follow along here shortly. Joe, uh, real quick, uh, any other any bets you're making tonight? Any horses that uh, stick out that maybe uh, our listeners would like to know about? Well, you know, uh, coming up in, in the next few races, you got uh, Ohio ties with uh, Brian Brown and down by the seaside and the whole uh, ownership group there, and then you got uh, Boston Time coming up with uh, Jim Molinax from up in the Toledo area, and uh, you know he's he's got that Colt 
really geared up and, and, and what a nice colt. And, it, and it's such a great story with him going from uh, starting at the Hicksville Fair for $750 to being on the big time here. And, you know, it shows a lot of confidence in Bill or in uh, uh, Jim with his colt uh, buying one from his sire that he uh, trained himself with uh, a rock and roll dance. So it's kind of neat. All right, Joe, we certainly appreciate it, and a continued success in Sugar Valley Farm, my friend. Hey, thanks a lot, and how about them Buckeyes tonight? Yeah, always, guys. Uh, Mr. Bill O'Donnell is uh, standing by the table as well, the magic man, so to speak. And uh, listen, Bill, uh, you know, they'll just let anybody out from Canada, won't they? Absolutely, you don't let them back. Uh, you know, are they going to let Are they going to let him back? And he's a Bills fan. I can't believe uh, I can't believe they let him over here. <laughs> really? Yeah. We'll vote for him. Well, Bill, listen, you've driven in some of these uh, some of these races. Uh, you've seen some great racing, uh, obviously, here tonight. Uh, were you here last night as well? Yeah, was, oh, yeah. What do you think of the racing so far? I think this is tremendous. What, everything. What a job they've done. You know, the Hoosier Park themselves, with, you know, along with the Hamilton Society. This is uh, everybody that runs a racetrack should be here to see this. Now, Bill, uh, listen, you've driven against uh, John Campbell. You've driven in, you know, like we said, a bunch of these races, a bunch of the big races. Do you miss driving at all? Mm, no, <laughs> no, not at this point. I, I did for a while, but no, I'm, I'm content just to watch, uh, watch what goes on here and watch these great horses race. What's Billy's most memorable breeder's crown? You heard it. What's the most uh, memorable breeder's crown for you? Uh, Valley Victory, when he won as a two-year-old. He was, uh, he'd only raced a few times and uh although he was i think he was a favorite or one of the favorites in the race and uh he won he he wasn't very sound all that week he had a pus pock in his foot they didn't know if they were going to race him and uh he set a world's record all right bill well, listen we certainly appreciate you taking time to stop by the table and uh we appreciate everything you do for the sport of harness racing as well um, I'm, i appreciate what it did for me <laughs> all right guys the magic man bill o'donnell i'm kicking myself right now 17 20 to win on 50 dollar bill uh a big dime super here boy 648 dollars wow. 17 cents two dollars super effective returns a little over a 12 excuse me a little less than thirteen thousand, and uh the two dollar try uh was 1200 so not bad so that's my uh that's the third pick four uh that i've played since i came uh last night and that's my third three and out can't have any more three and outs. If I'm going to get knocked out, make it the first leg. Well, listen, I'm kicking myself for not handing Kate that uh, five bucks. I'm really upset about that because uh, seventeen twenty. Listen, listen we're going we're going to Churchill tomorrow. We could have used that. Listen, we could have used some money from this. Right, we got to save some dough. Mike, uh, listen, I don't know if you heard me earlier. It was starting to snow during race number eight here at Hoosier Park. Yeah, listen, congratulations to uh, a guy that I know pretty well, John Barnard and the trainer Bill Crone. This is their first ever uh, Breeders' Crown entrant and their first ever Breeders' Crown win. And like I say, they've been contributors to the Indiana and Illinois harness racing scene uh, for a long, long time. And this is uh, certainly uh, a big uh, a big coming for them, a, a Breeders' Crown breakthrough, as we talked about extensively before the program. Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to have a winner's circle reaction and more on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. This year in Harrisburg, Millstream Farms will offer 11 outstanding yearlings, including a Muscle Hill Colt first bowl out of world champion Mystery Woman, a Trixton Colt first bowl out of multiple stakes winning mate Coffee Cake Hanover, and a Muscle Hill Philly first bowl from the race mayor Ellen Zyle, as well as many yearlings by Cantab Hall, Credit Winner, Muscle Massive, Yankee Gride, and Conway Hall. Visit our consignment in Harrisburg November 6th through 10th 
For more information, visit MillStreamFarm.com. That's MillStreamFarm.com. MillStream will see you in Harrisburg. Blood and Horse Sales Company would like to invite you to the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. Entries are closed with 1,289 entries. The online catalog will be posted on October 27th. Catalogs will mail around October 31st. And past performance lines will be posted on November 9th. Come check it out. It's the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. For more information, visit Blood and Horse. That's bloodedhorse.com. We are driven by a passion for the sport and a desire to help harness racing prosper. Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace, all in behind the gate. Crawford Farms, open trotters have reached the top of the backstretch. They are ready to go. Founded in 1966, we are committed to breeding the world's top horses and supporting the industry in the process. For Crispy Apple, Bionic Man time again in the Miss New Jersey. Androvet, the great, the great Androvet does it! We are Crawford Farms. Want to sport the coolest breeder's crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hambletonian.com. History. It's written by winners. At Diamond Creek Farm. We're breeding champions and rewriting the history books. Diamond Creek Farm, a cut above. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter along the ent- side of the entire team. Mike Bozich back at the Post Time with uh, Mike and Mike Studios. We're about to get winner's circle reaction from the eighth race. Uh, Jessica's trying to get to Trace Teacher. Coming up next is the ninth race. It's the uh, Breeders' Crown Tiro Colt and Gelding Pace presented by Hitover Shoe Farms. Kicks off the $40,000 guaranteed pick four pool. Hey, listen, Garnett, a big uh, big play here for betters. They seeded it with $10,000. I thought that was the one in the fifth. Did they seed this one as well? Yes, they, I think they, they seeded both of them. Yep. Awesome, because I, um, I advanced on this, and uh, this is actually one of the races I like the best tonight. We can uh, discuss it in a little bit. but. All right, with race number nine coming up, uh, currently three to five on the three lost in time, uh, four to one on the one Carpathian kid. Um, I'll tell you what, guys, it's a, this is a pretty wide open event. If you ask me, I, uh, I don't agree at all. Well, can you let, can, yeah, you yeah, see, listen, you, you, you didn't let me finish my thought. Uh, Mike, you know what? Back from the post time of Mike and Mike studios. I don't agree either. I don't agree. I don't agree with Mike either. I think this is lost in times race to win or lose. Well, listen, some of us like the seven, uh, schnitzel do something. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, go ahead. I, I'm liking the uh, seven schnitzel do something with second by a nose too. Uh, stay hungry uh, last time out. Uh, was second in the Indiana Sire Stakes Super uh, Final. I think the uh, seven schnitzel do something uh, could give Peter Wren his first Breeders' Crown victory in uh, quite some time. Well, I actually uh, – I. I had lost in time as my best bet of, the, of this uh, night on uh, my DRF picks. And I, I really like uh, this is the plan as my second choice. I advanced a fairly uh, big 310 exactor here and took a small reverse. But in the pick four, I'm, I'm all in on lost in time as a single. Listen, uh, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting race. That's for sure. We are five minutes away from the Breeders' Crown two-year-old Colt in a gelding uh, pace. Uh, again, uh, Jeff Gotten standing by in the winner's circle uh, as we were gonna, are going to try to get uh, Trace Tietrich. And, uh, so, uh, Mike, uh, tell us a little bit about who you like, and if I uh, have to interrupt you, uh, we'll go for it, okay? <laughs> that sounds good. I know you'll be interrupting me in a couple of seconds, but that's fine because, uh, you know, that's how we do in live radio. Um, yeah, I like the three lost in time. I think Seven Schnitzel do something's probably the hey, lone contender in my opinion. Go ahead. Hey, Mike, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, buddy. Uh, Jeff Gotten standing by in the winner's circle with winning driver Trace Tietrich. Thanks, Mike. I'm here with winning driver Trace Tietrich. Trace, talk to us a little bit about the race. Were you happy you were second over? Is that what you kind of planned out? I was ecstatic. You know, I, I didn't have a real good game plan going into it. I knew who I wouldn't like to follow and kind of how I thought it might set up. Um, I just wanted to make sure Morris got out of there clean, clean and was on all four going forward. And he was. He was really good today. Um, moved up the backside. My horse, he'll go first in. It doesn't really bother him. So if I did not get covered, and he'd be the end of the world. But I was lucky to get Brian to move flush, you know, when he was in front of me there and take me as far as I needed to go. Do you ever get nervous in big races like this? You know, you try not to. You get excited more than nervous. Well, con- to be involved in them. Well, congratulations, and hopefully you get another one later in the three-year-old Colt Pace. Thank you. And there you have it, driver Trace Tietrich. Back to you, Mike. Mike Bozich. All right, let's go. Uh, I know, uh, Garnett, we talked about the really like of the three lost in time. Uh, we're going to kind of construct the pick four ticket real quickly because this is uh, now a, uh, well, it was a $40,000 guarantee. If Carter's telling the truth about that extra 10000 I guess it's a 50000 guarantee now, right? No, 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 no. It's 40000 guaranteed. With only, they're seeding it with 10000 though. So they're seeding it, it, it with 10000 right. Okay, so right, guaranteed forty. Oh, go ahead. All right, race 10, uh, guys, uh, Garnett, I know we talked a little bit about this one off the air. I think number three, What the Hill, in my opinion, is the standout horse to beat. I do kind of like number nine, yes, Mickey. And uh, I'll tell you, Oka Swanstead drives these horses very aggressively from the outside. So I have no doubt that this horse is going to be forwardly placed. He's going to be put in good early position. I think this horse has a pretty big shot. We talked a little bit about six New Jersey Viking getting Danielle Dubay, another train, uh, another uh uh, Oka Swans, that trainee in this race. I thought this horse raced well towards the end of that last race, and I think this horse could be a little bit better. And even one seven and seven, I think, has got a little bit of a chance. Okay, I guess we're going to do the post parade here, and then we'll come back to the tickets. Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, we want to do the post parade for the ninth race, then we will come back to our pick four tickets. It's the $600,000 two year old uh, Colt Pace presented by Hanover Shoe Farms. Hanover Shoe Farms has uh, had a couple of victories so far between the two nights of the Breeders' Crown. Number one is Carpathian Kid. Owned by DM and JP uh, Prushnak, DJ uh, Miller and LM uh, Means Irviller trains David Miller in the sulky. Was a winner of the Breeders' Crown Eliminations uh, last week and also won a uh, international stallion stake in Lexington just a couple of weeks ago. Number two, Western Passage, owned by West Wind Stables, John Fielding, McKinley Fielding, Calhoun Race. Trained by Casey Coleman, driven by Brent Miller. This gelding's been improving uh, probably in the last month or so. 
I think is one to take a look at for the underneath in the exotics. Number three is Lost in Time, who's won three straight, including the Metro up at Mohawk, a race at Rock and Roll Hanover won at Big Odds uh, before going on to an elusive career. Uh, the sire here is a Rock and Roll Dance, trained by Jim Mullinax. Scott Zeron in the bike for the three, Lost in Time. The four is Closing Statement, owned by Valdor Farms, Rojan Stables, and Theodore Gewertz. Trained by Joe Holloway, driven by Brian Sears, a strong second in his elimination, currently 18-1 to 1 on the board. Number five, Stay Hungry is an interesting horse. Uh, one by a nose and had to come from off the pace for driver Doug McNair. Tony Lanya trains Bradley Grant and Erwin Samuelman do the owning. Uh, won a race here at Hoosier Park. Two starts back on October the 14th as well. Number six, Who's Better, owned by Country Club Acres, Joe Zabrocco, Bill Donovan, trained by Brian Brown and driven by Tim Tietrich as a maiden, but you see all thirds and fourths on his card. If you're betting the try or the super, you have to take a look at this horse. Definitely a 27-1. to It could be a a very good trifecta or triactor enhancer, as Garnett would call it. Number seven is one of my favorite names on the program. Number seven, Schnitzel Do Something. It's owned by BFJ uh, Stables, Lazaro Gold and Basin. Dylan Davis trains Peter Wren in the Sulky. Just missed against uh, Stay Hungry in the elimination. The eight, Dorzo Duro Hanover is owned by Burke Racing Stable. Weaver Buscemi, trained by Ron Burke, driven tonight by Matt Kakeli, was third in his elimination. He's two for 11 on the year, made 48,000. Number nine, Keystone Tenacious, trained by Paul Kelly, Patricia Stable, and Lawrence Thomasis does the owning. Mark McDonald in the sulky. Another second and third cut of horse uh, here, Garnett, and uh, 59 to 1. I'm liking the price. Yeah, number 10 is This is the Plan. He's uh, owned by Robert Mondillo, Chris Ryder, and Chris Ryder trains Yannick Jingrod Drives. This is the Plan didn't break his maiden until four starts back in the Metro Elimination where he was 151 flat. He's raced really well since then. This is a horse I really, really like underneath. I, this is my biggest bet of the night, a 310 exactor and a small reverse. All right, race number 10 is a uh, race we were just uh, talking about in the pick four uh, sequence. Guys, I singled the three What the Hill here. I think... Uh, in my opinion, What the Hill uh, has been racing extremely well and uh, was the Hamiltonian champion. Uh, but, we, you know, that's neither here nor there. I think uh, What the Hill has a very serious shot here against this group. Now, you know what? I went three deep. I also used International Money, who uh, was very impressive last week in 52-4 and four in his limb. And I used Lindy the Great. I just, I just used these Antonacci horses because they always seem to beat me. So tonight I want to use them. All right. Race, uh, race number 10, do you have any more to add to that, Mike? No, but I'll start with race 11 because I like a long shot in this race. Number eight, photo bomber Hanover. I am a little bit concerned as uh, Garnett and I were talking about how he's going to get involved in this race. But uh, listen, you've got a future Hall of Famer, Tim Tietrich, who's rapidly approaching 10,000 wins to try to figure it out. So I think it's in uh, good hands there. But uh, one rock and Tony is uh, going to be my topic in that particular race. This horse is just coming in lightning form. I love the last two races. And uh, four down by the seaside, I think think, uh, you know, is technically the one to beat, but I think is a very vulnerable favorite, guys. Yeah, I think I think down by the seaside, uh, he got away with some very easy fractions last time. The three races before that, I think, show a chink in his armor. I went four deep. I like Rock and Tony as my top pick. I used down by the seaside. I used Boogie Shuffle and Beckham Z-Tam. I'm four deep there. Guys, with two singles in my pick four, I push the all button here in race number 11. This is a very wide open field. And listen, we've seen paces fall apart here tonight a couple of times. We've seen speed hold up. We've seen closers come from behind. Guys, I push the all button uh, and hope for a uh, little bit of a price here. 
Well, I think you pushed the all-button in the wrong race because the 12th race <laughs> is a, a much more all-button-friendly race. As a matter of fact, I uh, I went six deep there, one, two, four, five, six, nine. Um, I think one Sintra, if he races to his Mohawk races, I think he's got a really big shot. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. But uh, I think five market shows in the mix. I mean, nine all bets off is going to have to overcome the post, but he's in the mix. I mean, Keystone Velocity's got a shot. McWicked split that Guys, this is a completely who's going to get the trip race, if you're asking me. So well, I went six deep. I wouldn't blame if you went all. Well, I don't blame anybody for going all, but I singled the nine all bets off here, guys. I think all bets off uh, is going to come back to form uh, after winning the Dan Rooney two starts uh, back, uh, threw in kind of a clunker effort in the elimination. But I think all bets off gives Matt Kikeli his first Breeders' Crown. Okay, we're about a minute and a half to post. I'll wrap mine up real quick. Uh, I can't use all bets off. I can't use any horse from the worst post in a race that's just wide open. Uh-huh. I went five deep. I went one, three, five, six, ten here, and I just can't use the worst post in a race like this. I just can't. All right, guys. I went three, seven with three, with all, with nine. It'll cost you ten bucks to use an all. How about that? Not bad. I went three with three, four, five. With one, two, four, five, with one, three, five, six, ten at thirty bucks for fifty cents. Mike? Three seven with three nine with one eight with one four five, uh, or excuse me one two four five six nine uh, two times two is four four times uh, it's it's going to cost you around thirty. All right, guys. Well, we are about to go to the gate for the ninth race. It's the Hanover Shoe Farm Seerold Colton Gelding Breeders uh, Crown Pace number three. Lost in time, uh, Garnett. Uh, real quick, is a little rambunctious uh, as they had him on camera here just a minute ago. Does that ever concern you when they're a little wound up like that, or does that mean you think they're ready to go? Well, I'm, it absolutely concerns me. Uh, you like, I think you like to see a horse a little bit more relaxed than that until the gates are on, uh, you know, moving. All right, guys. We are about 12 seconds away. Uh, everybody on the uh, selection screen here, except for Greg Hayes, who is from Sky Racing, likes uh, number three lost in time Carpathian Kid to Greg Hayes. Let's send it upstairs to the voice of Hoosier Park Racing and Casino and the voice of the 2017 Breeders' Crown. Here he is. Mr. Steve Cross. For the Breeders' Crown, sponsored by Hanover Shoe Farms. A field 10 enters the stretch for the start. $600,000 on the line. Here they come in the Breeders' Crown. And they're off and facing. Carpathian Kid for the inside, stepping out for the lead. Western Passage right on by. He'll take command, and for the outside, Schnitzel, do something, is forwardly placed. Lost in time, comes away fourth. This is the plan, moving through fifth. Stay hungry to the outside is sixth, followed by closing statement in seventh. Who's better, comes away eighth. Then it's Dorsaduro, Hanover in the trailer. Keystone Tenacious in and around the clubhouse turn. And Schnitzel, do something, has taken the lead. Leads to the quarter in 26 and 1. Here comes Carpathian Kid right back to the outside. And Carpathian Kid moving to the front will take the lead. Carpathian Kid, a length. Hard press to clear. Schnitzel, do something. Meantime, it's Western Passage who gaps slightly third. Lost in time of the inside, sitting tight in fourth. This is the plan. Pack in fifth. Stay hungry to the inside. Sixth closing statement. Seventh. 
Then comes who's better at these lines. Three at the pylons. Dorsodero Hanover at Keystone Tenacious. The half was 54-3 as they race onto the far turn. Carpathian Kid there to the outside. Western Passage with a burst of speed to engage the leader. Schnitzel do something now. Trapped on the inside with no racing room behind the leader. And to the outside, but gapping cover as they swing to the far turn. It's lost in time. Clearing to the lead was Western Passage. And Western Passage kicks away by two at three quarters, 122 and three. Western Passage by two and a half, three. Carpathian Kid to the inside and to the outside. It's lost in time. Schnitzel do something into the passing lane. Out to the center of the track comes. This is the plan. They've less than a sixteenth of a mile to go to the outside with a short lead. It's Stay Hungry down to the inside. Schnitzel do something coming to him. Down to the wire. The Breeders' crowd noses apart. May have been Stay Hungry over Schnitzel do something. It's a sizzler in 150 and four. It's a photo for Boys, I'm not looking uh, so dumb right now, am I? <laughs> Talk about a uh, wicked race here, but 26-1, and one, Garnett. I'll tell you what, they were out to uh, for some blood here in this race. Well, there was lots of action. I mean, the favorite obviously didn't have it. I mean, he, he moved. Uh, he had a great trip, moved uh, at the right time of the race, didn't have it. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to see my compatriot, Doug McNair, bringing this one to the winner's circle. Number five, uh, Stay Hungry, is the caretaker for this horse, is a uh, actually a, a decent friend of mine. Uh, and Nicole Agasti. It's uh, for those of you who don't know who Tom Agasti is. Tom Agasti is the uh, race secretary at the Red Mile and at Buffalo Raceway. Folks, there is an inquiry into the ninth race. Uh, we're going to find out from Steve Cross here momentarily. But Mike, I'll tell you what. What a big effort here from both of the uh, two top horses. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I you know Western Passage just really put on a a big burst of speed there. And, uh, you know, Garnett, I think that kind of threw lost his time off his game. I think Scott Ciron wasn't really anticipating that Western passage would put that big quarter or even just the, that big burst of an eighth of a mile there. And, uh, you got to give a lot of credit to Doug McNair. He stayed very, very patient. And uh, so did Pete Wren, who almost, uh, you know, picked up his first, uh, breeders crown with it quite some time. That was really a great stretch duel. And, uh, you got to give Doug McNair a lot of credit. I mean, for young, guy he's really turned into a great driver and he stayed really patient hey, Mike. while uh you know brett miller went uh hey, went all out there in that eighth the uh i'm not sure uh what exactly they're looking at they're looking at the incident in the first and last turn steve cross said so in two separate incidents here first turn and final turn nobody flashing currently here in the breeder's crown it's unofficial with number five Stay hungry. The winner, Seven Schnitz, will do something second. Number four, closing statement, third. And number nine, a Keystone Tenacious. We talked about Keystone Tenacious a little bit, uh, Garnett, during the post parade, finishing a fourth at 99 million to one. Five, seven, four, nine here for the Canadian Connection. Listen, we're going to take a very short timeout. When we come back, we got winner circle reaction, and uh, we'll dive into the 10th race trophy presentation sponsored by Victory, Victory Hill Farm. We'll be right back here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, 
soundness and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. 12 championship races. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick going to coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail. Modern legend there. Foils again. Dead game. Clear vision right on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foils again and Pit Rock together. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? With the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. The $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular Super High Five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com. Post time with Mike and Mike presented a by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, where Stay Hungry has just won the Breeders' Crown. Two-year-old Colt and Gelding Pace presented by Hanover Shoe Farms, paying $11 to win. We'll have winner circle reaction here momentarily. But uh, joining us here at our table, uh, Miss Kirsten Flint, the Vice President of Advertising and Communications here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Kirsten, how's it going? We're having a great night. Thanks for being here with us. Well, Kirsten, uh, listen, you guys have done a fantastic job of putting on a show here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. What goes into making an event like this happen? Well, I tell you, we've been planning this event for an entire year. We've had committees for everything. We've tried to be prepared in every area. And judging by the way that last night went and this night went, it looks like we've, um, we've accomplished that. Now, listen, somebody told me earlier they saw some snow falling. Uh, let's hopefully that stays away for the rest of the night. What do you think? You know, it really is a beautiful night. We had a little bit of rain last night, but we've got heaters out on the apron and people are having a good time and, you know, we can a little, we can handle a little cold. Now, obviously, uh, just a couple of short weeks left uh, here in the Hoosier Park meet. Uh, this has been an exciting, exciting season for you guys. Uh, we've been lucky to be out here for the Dan Patch, the Hoosier Pacing Derby and the Breeders' Crown. Um, are you guys uh, 
happy with what you've seen over the past couple of nights? I'll tell you what, the crowd out here, you can barely move. We coined this year as Indiana's time, and bringing the Breeders' Crown to Indiana for the first time ever was something that we are so proud of, and and this has been one of our best racing seasons, and tonight, this weekend, is monumental for us. Well, Kirsten, listen, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your busy night. I see you flying around here with all the sponsors, and uh, we appreciate you guys having us. Thank you. I hope to see you guys back soon. All right, guys, that was Kirsten Flint, the Vice President of Advertising and Communications here at Hoosier Park Racing Casino. Mike? All right. Yep. Congratulations to the winner. I do have prices, by the way. Uh, number five, Stay Hungry, $11 to win, Five eighty to place, Five forty to show, seven, Schnitzel, do something who just missed, Eight forty six sixty. And number four, closing statement, uh, 1180 to show. If I could read my handwriting correct, the exact return $70.60 to try $742.20. The Superfect of $543.82. That's for a dime. And uh, that is with uh, number three, Lost in Time Out. And uh, Garnett, I'll throw it to you. I mean, like I say, this not quite sure what happened with Lost in Time here. I mean, he certainly did not bring to the ball game what he did his last three starts. No, he did not. But you know what? I just watched the replay again, and I got to. I think you got to give all the credit in the world to Doug McNair here for making yeah. that early three wide move about a half, not even halfway around the turn, because if he waits on cover, Funkin' Waffles gets a jump on him up that not passing Funkin line. Not Funkin' Waffles. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Good try I don't know, there. Some some name that sounds like Funkin'. Schnitzel do something. Yeah, Schnitzel <laughs> gets the jump, and he probably doesn't catch him. Um, but he, he was able to sprint early in the stretch by making that early move, and I think that was the difference there. Listen, uh, you know, have you ever heard of schnitzel fritz? Yes, you know? I, I like schnitzel on a bun with, uh, you know, <laughs> squeeze a little lemon on it. Schnitzel's great. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, 150 and 4, uh, a uh, big effort here from uh, – uh, now I can't even figure out who the heck the Hey, Mike, is. listen. Mike, Mike, I got a question for you. Listen, okay. we're talking – listen, we, we're three guys sitting here talking – how could us three guys, just on name alone, not be interested in a horse named Stay Hungry? <laughs> listen, we're not missing nothing, that's because for sure. I'm never hungry, man. Have you ever seen what I eat? Please, listen, I see you eat steak all the time. That's Mike, what about you? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is Stay Hungry is a good name for uh, a good – if you're playing hunch bets and playing names, that's a good name for the three of us to be interested in, let me tell you. Well, listen, trainer Tony Alanya is in the Hitover Shoe, or excuse me, in the winter circle uh, for this race presented by Hitover Shoe Farms. We will come back to this race here in just a moment, guys. But race number 10 is up next. And uh, we are going to get to uh, Taylor Johnston, who has trader Brian Brown here in uh, just a moment. Uh, they are going to uh, have an. Actually, you know what, Mike? Uh, let's go ahead and send it back to Taylor. She's standing by with. Brian Brown, the trainer of Down by the Seaside. Taylor? Hi, guys. I'm here with Brian Brown back in the paddock. So, Brian, um, how do you feel about Down by the Seaside today going into the finals? I think he's in pretty good shape, maybe as good as he's been for a while. Uh, we got a good post, so uh, hopefully the trip works out. Uh, you know, I don't know where we're going to land out of the gate. Uh, that's all Brian's job, so uh, we'll just take it as they go. Now, with Huntsville being out, as you guys lost him last year in the final as a two-year-old. Did that kind of settle your nerves a little bit with him not coming back for the rest of the season? Well, whenever you don't have to race a horse like Huntsville, it's good for me. I don't – I feel bad for Ray and his, his owners and the horse. Uh, it's just part of racing. Uh, but 
true. You don't have to race that horse. Fear the Dragon's not in here, filibuster. But there's still nine other horses in there that are very capable of beating us. And do you guys have any plans for Seaside next year? Are we going to see him back on the track, or is he going to be done? Well, that depends on how he finishes the year. I think if he finishes really well, he'll go to stud. If he doesn't finish up good, he may be back next year. Awesome. Well, and then I do want to ask a little bit about Fear of the Dragon. He was supposed to race today. Um, was he just tied up with the no. weather? Or? No, he. Uh, we pulled his blood on Monday, and he uh, his neutrophils were low, which shows a virus, and his white count was also a little low. And uh, we pulled it yesterday, got it back this morning. The neutrophils were the same, but the white count was even less. So it was just best for the horse not to race. That's totally understandable. And will he be back next year? Uh, I don't think so. But, uh, again, I'm not going to say for sure, but I don't think so. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, chatting with me, and good luck tonight. Thank you. All right. Back to you guys. Guys, uh, listen, did you hear that, Mike Bozich? Uh, I think that's, uh, that's some breaking news, uh, that's for sure. Absolutely. Brian Brown says it doesn't look like the Dragon will be back next year. Holy moly, that's, uh, that's something. Mike, do we have Jessica? Uh, we will hear momentarily. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say that uh, congratulations to owner Bradley Grant because Bradley Grant has owned a lot of really, really good horses, and this is his first owning Breeders' Crown, which is really tough for me to believe with all the nice horses that he has had that this is his first Breeders' Crown champion. So a sincere congratulations to uh, Bradley Grant. Trainer Tony Alonio, we know he's had Breeders' Crown champions before, but a sincere congratulations to Bradley Grant because that, that – uh, that's that stuns me with all the nice horses Brad uh, Brad's had. All right, guys, uh, that was race number nine. We are uh, still waiting on uh, Jessica Otten. Uh, they're trying to get uh, Tony Alanya and uh, D- or Doug McNair as the t-shirts come a flying. Garnett, I was out there throwing t-shirts uh, earlier with the uh, with the girls. It was a lot of fun. If, if I catch one, there's no way it ever fits me, so I, I, I just stay here. Well, listen, man, uh, we, need to go out, we need to go run some of the miles with uh, some of these horses. Maybe we can catch some. Right, right. Maybe then I'll catch one that fits me. Guys, the uh, 10th race is the three-year-old Colt and Gelding Trot presented by the Ohio Sire Stakes Program 2017. And I'll tell you what, it features a field of very talented trotters. What the Hill currently at five to two, six to five on the four. International money, guys. Uh, this is a uh, pretty wide open affair. Garnett, who do you like here, buddy? I, I you know, I, I was three deep hoping to be live in this pick four, but now that I'm dead, I, I, I kind of, you know what? I, I like What the Hill, and especially he's currently five to two. I just see him leaving hard, probably being the first leader. And sitting somewhere on the inside, getting getting a similar trip as he did in the uh, Hamiltonian, and also the uh, Canadian Trotting Classic, where you know he sat the pocket and then came late. I think he, you might see him win up the passing lane here. All right, guys. Uh, again, six to five on the uh, four international money. Um, you know, I wasn't too. I mean, you know, the international money's uh, performance in the Breeders' Crown Elimination was pretty good, Garnett. But, uh, you know, coming off of a 20-length loss in the uh, Kentucky Futurity final, obviously uh, he made a break, so it's tough to tell what he could do there. I think he's got a shot to at least hit the board, but I think 6-5 to five, uh, might be a little tough here. Yeah, I couldn't take 6-5 to five on him. I think you got to put a line through that race, though. He broke in the slop. It was like a monsoon that day. But, uh, 
I mean, we've seen some favorites go down already tonight. How, right. many, how many more favorites do people want to bet here? All right, guys. Before we get to the post parade, uh, we have uh, trainer Tony Alanya standing by with a road, Jessica. Jessica? Thanks, Mike. I'm here with winning trainer Tony Alanya. First off, congratulations. What does it mean to you to win a Breeders' Crown? Are you ever nervous? I mean, you, you train a lot of horses. You're less nervous. Well, you know, I think uh, all of it, you know, it all, as they always say, it all comes down to the Breeders' Crown. And as trainers, it really does because we put so much into these horses, and we just want everything to not go wrong. You know, I, I, people always say one of my favorite things is we don't ask for good luck, we ask for that bad luck and that's kind of what young horses what you want you want things to work out so they get a fair shot to show what kind of horse they are if they're not the they're not good enough they're not good enough but we at least want a fair shot at winning and uh he got that tonight so he overcame a little bit of a rough trip there in the last turn he got pushed three wide early but he really raced good for responded that was my next question what about the trip schnitzel do something was flying up the inside you were flying on the outside what what was going through your head well i knew that uh you know that schnitzel uh do something had left and he dropped in there and i knew that uh you know when the other horse cleared him uh, the horse on the front end that uh, he was going to be able to drop back inside and do some wood. I was just making, I was hoping that we didn't lose too much pace going three wide in that turn. And he was just ultra responsive tonight. I mean, he fought all the way to the wire. Now, is he done for the year or does he have another start left? Uh, we haven't really decided. We talked last night a little bit about racing him in the governor's cup, but we also talked about, he had a good go tonight, putting him away. So we'll ship him back home, see how he comes out of this race, and then uh, make a decision from there. Well, thank you, and congratulations again. Thank you very much. And there you guys have it, trainer Tony Alanya. Back to you, Mike. Thanks so much, Jessica. With winning trainer Tony Alanya. Race number 10 is up next. We're going to take a very short timeout after this uh, post-parade. Garnett, let's hit it up. Number one, seven and seven, owned by June and Thomas Duran. Alan Smith, Thomas Duran trains Doug McNair after winning his first Breeders' Crown. Looks to make it his second on the one seven and seven the number two is top flight angel owned by legendary standard bread farm trained by julie miller driven by andy miller comes up a fourth place in uh, in his in his elimination but you know what um he showed some speed there he could be dangerous here at 11 to 1 number two top flight angel currently uh, oh jeez, listen to me number three is what the hill a winner of the breeders crown elimination after finishing fourth in the kentucky futurities owned by deo valente farms burke racing stable our horse sense and jane t silver ron burke trains david miller in the sulky the four is international money the current nine to five co-favorite with what the hill owned by moneymaker stable trained by frank antonacci driven by scott zero and a winner of three of his last four easily with a break showing up in the other start. Let me make sure I grab the right horse here. Number five is Lindy the Great, another Frank Antonacci trained horse owned by KR Breeding LLC and Robert Rudolph. Tim Tietrick is in the sulky, won the Breeders' Crown elimination by a 4 0 length over at New Jersey a Viking and give it gas and go. The six horse is a horse that Michael Bozich likes underneath. New Jersey Viking, owned by Newtson Trotting Incorporated, trained by Aki Svonsted, driven today by Daniel Dubé. Number eight is Give It Gas and Go. Trader John Booten Shane uh, is the uh, trainer Harmony Oaks, L Means, VIP Internet Stable, and uh, D Miller are the owners. Trace Tietrich and the bike Garnett. What it would mean for VIP Internet Stables and the owners of this horse if they could win a Breeders' Crown. Yes, it would be unbelievable. I'm going to jump back to the seven that we missed. Guardian Angel AS, owned by ACL Stuteri Ab, trained by Annette, Lorenz, Annette Lorenzen, 
driven by Yannick Zingra, who's already won four Breeders' Crowns in two nights. Listen, Mike, you gave me a compliment earlier, and now I'm all over the place. you jump to the nine. Number nine is the Yes Mickey was second in the Breeders' Crown elimination behind What the Hill, who I think is going to a big shot to win here. Trainer driver Oki Sponsted is in the sulky. And rounding out the field, number 10 from the second tier, Dover Dan, owned by William Wiswell, Gene Golan, Eugene Schick, trained by John Butenschon, and driven by Corey Callahan. We have uh, six to five favorite, What the Hill, second choice of two to one, International Money, and Lindy the Great at six to one, and everybody else is uh, bomb, pretty much. Listen, I'm messing up everywhere else, so uh, the 10-year-old Colton Gelding uh, Trotters will go post for it uh, here momentarily. Mike, uh, we got time for a one quick break, and when we come back, we've got the Breeders' Crown, three-year-old Colton Gelding Trot, presented by the Ohio Sire Stakes 2017. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. This year in Harrisburg, Millstream Farms will offer 11 outstanding yearlings, including a Muscle Hill Colt first bowl out of world champion Mystery Woman, a Trixton Colt first bowl out of multiple stakes winning mate Coffee Cake Hanover, and a Muscle Hill Philly first bowl from the race mayor Ellen Zyle, as well as many yearlings by Cantab Hall, Credit Winner, Muscle Massive, Yankee Glide, and Conway Hall. Visit our consignment in Harrisburg November 6th through 10th. For more information, visit MillStreamFarm.com. That's MillStreamFarm.com. Millstream will see you in Harrisburg. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. They are going to the gate for the three-year-old Colt and Gelding Trot presented by the Ohio Sire Stakes 8-5. to five. Co-favoritism, number three, what the hell for international money. Uh, for international money has a little bit more money bet on him uh, as he is lit up and right here, 5-1 to one on the five, Lindy the Great. Let's send it upstairs to uh, Steve Cross, the voice of the 2017 Breeders' Crown. Steve? Colton Gelding stopping in behind the gates for the 2017 Breeders' Crown Championship. Field of 10. Ready for the start. Here they come. And they're off and trotting. From the inside, what the hill, top flight angel. And from the center of the track, Lindy the Great. Towards the inside, 7 and 7 comes away fourth. And from the outside, yes, Mickey for early position fifth. Over Dan sliding through sixth. International Money comes away seventh here with New Jersey Viking eight. 
Guardian Angel is next in ninth of the early trailer. Give it gas and go as they race over to the quarter mile marker, 26 and 4. And forging to the lead now, it's Lindy the Great, Tim Tietrich, taking command, 2 2 and a half. What the hill of the inside, trots in second. Top flight Angel is well positioned in third. Seven and seven, trots fourth. Inside and fifth, yes, Mickey, followed by Dover Dan in sixth. Lined up nose to tail now as they approach the halfway point. Lindy the Great and Tim Tietrick, too. What the hill of the inside, gapping in second as they pass the half in 55 and four. Top flight Angel is third. Seven and seven, trots fourth. Dover Dan is fifth. And to the outside, underway now, comes Yes Mickey. Into the flow, international money. But he is third over to the outside, trotting in seventh. Guardian Angel is eighth. They circle the turn. And Linda the Great has led from the outset, unchallenged thus far. But what the hill is winding up, ready to strike for the pocket in second. Top flight Angel trapped his third. Yes Mickey stalled in fourth. Three quarters and one, 24 and two. And into the stretch they turn for the Breeders' Crown Championship with Lindy the Great leading the way. Here comes What the Hill off his back with a burst of speed. What the Hill diving down to the inside. Yes, Mickey with less than a 16th to go. What the Hill, a short lead. Lindy the Great to the inside. Yes, Mickey coming to the wire. It's What the Hill and David Miller winning the Breeders' Crown Championship in 152 and 3. Listen, after the Hamiltonian uh, fiasco, I think, Garnett, I was one of the only ones who used What the Hill in my Breeders' Crown Top 10. I thought he was uh, one of the best three-year-old Colton Gelding Trotters, and boy, did he prove that he belonged uh, against this group and uh, will take probably take divisional honors, if you ask me. Yeah, and you know, uh, I guess I get some of them right because I pretty much predicted exactly what was going to happen there. He's going to win out of the pocket. He's, he always seems to uh, – he's got the speed and he's got the driver to put him in the right spot, and that's, that was the right spot to be right there. I'll tell you what, a big effort there from what the Hill. Seven to five uh, co-favoritism was the actually the second choice uh, at seven to five. Unofficially a second will be at number five, Lindy the Great, a photo for show here. Four Mike, uh, say what? The four is four, third, four, a clear third. Four is a clear third international money. Uh, Mike, I tell you what, man, what the hill uh, proved that he was uh, the dominant force against the three-year-old Colton Gelding trotting division and probably uh, led up to, or excuse me, will take divisional honors with this race. Uh, is the race even finished for you yet? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Lindy the Great was the storyline of the race. I mean, you know, a lot of people thought that maybe this horse's elimination was, uh, you know, kind of a fluky a little bit, but this horse really responded quite well. And, uh, you know, what the hill was obviously the best horse, but uh, Lindy the Great was getting tired towards the end. But, I mean, he went and uh, did the grunt work. International money was really never involved in the race until, well, maybe the last eighth of a mile or so. So uh, congratulations to what the hill. You know, uh, it is uh, a big day for uh, our good friend Jerry Silva. I think this is his 13th Breeders' Crown win now. He had 11 coming in. Uh, from an ownership point of view, now it's 13. Uh, so congratulations to the connections there of uh, What the Hill. And uh, is there an inquiry or are, are we good right now? No, 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 no inquiry. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, uh, guys, uh, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, how the race kind of set up. The first turn, Garnett, they were three three wide around the opening turn. Right. I'll tell you, I thought What the Hill got a little bit uh, stung, but uh, he didn't uh, obviously did not uh, get affected by that. Well, you know what? He got the he got the spot that he needed and wanted and uh uh, considering the speed the five showed in his uh, elimination, I, I, I don't think I didn't put it down as stung so much as making sure he got position because I don't want I don't think you want to be sitting third at that point 
to be either forced to brush to the front or, or forced to go first up. So it was, um, it was strategy, I think. All right. We are going to take a very short time out, pay some bills. When we come back, we will finish up coverage of the 10th race. Races 11 and 12 are up next. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by BetAmerica. Blood and Horse Sales Company would like to invite you to the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. Entries are closed with 1,289 entries. The online catalog will be posted on October 27th. Catalogs will mail around October 31st. And past performance lines will be posted on November 9th. Come check it out. It's the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. For more information, visit Blood and Horse. That's bloodedhorse.com. We are driven by a passion for the sport and a desire to help harness racing prosper. Crawford Farms, Meadowlands pace, all in behind the gate. Crawford Farms, open trotters have reached the top of the backstretch. They are ready to go. Founded in 1966. We are committed to breeding the world's top horses and supporting the industry in the process. Crispy Apple, Bionic Man Time again in the Miss New Jersey. Androvet, the great, the great Androvet does it. We are Crawford Farms. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. History. It's written by winners. At Diamond Creek Farm, we're breeding champions and rewriting the history books. Diamond Creek Farm, a cut above. Well, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, our entire team of broadcasters here. Garnet Barnsdale, Taylor Johnston, and Jessica Otten. Uh, the prices are back for race number 10. What the Hill returns for $83.240. Dime Super Effective $15.38. The exacta payoff here, three and five returns, 22-40. Garnett, the numbers players, really uh, did well here. $60 for a $2 trifecta. That's not too shabby those, for uh, for those numbers those players. Those are the only three horses I got circled. The, the three most obvious horses, and you're getting uh, 60 bucks, you know, almost 30 to one. And we like we all like what the hell to win. I mean, you drop a 5 or $10 key on that, you're doing good. Yeah, you do all right. Race number 11 is 13 minutes away, guys. It's the Breeders' Crown, three-year-old Colt and Gelding Pace, sponsored by Diamond Creek Farm. And I'll tell you what, guys, this is a wide-open affair. Rock and Tony currently at 4-1, to 3-5 to five on the four here, down by the seaside. 
I'm not buying that price, Garnett. Me, no, me not either. Not one bit. Three to five? Come me, on, really? Me either. I think he showed some chinks in his armor in the jug and the tattersalls. And then last week, I mean, he was left alone to to to, to cut a 57 half, which is incredibly slow. Um, you know, there's there's been a bunch of favorites go down tonight already. And I know you see a lot of people with their with smart aleck comments about, oh, it's a, it's going to be a chalk fest. It's going to be a chalk fest. Well, guess what? This year it's not really a chalk fest. And this is another one I think that can be beat. Listen, chalk fest or not. We've made some money with some chalk. Yesterday, look at this. We gave out, what was it, a $75 exacto with a 1 to 5 on top. Right. 1 to 5. Come on. You know, 1 to 5, I think, is a, uh, you know, is a tough price to take. But listen, if you can find some uh, value underneath, you can definitely, uh, definitely uh, you know, make a little bit of money as we uh, salute the winner from the previous race, number three, What the Hill Garnett. He's walking by us right now. Look at this. He, he doesn't have sweat on him. Nothing. As big of a mile as he just went, do you think he looks, he'd be pretty hot and washed out? He is not at all. It looks like he'd go three more miles. I was going to say, it looks like he's ready to go another trip right now. It looks like he's just come out to, you know, for a training mile or something. He's just so relaxed, and uh, he he, can't, he, you know, he looks proud of himself. You know what? I'm a firm believer that when these horses win, they know it, at least the good ones. Mike? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, the, uh, the Hambletonian thing, you know, gone by – what the hill's gone about his business and obviously he picks up a Breeders' crown win here congratulations to all the connections uh and we talked about uh owner jerry silva uh getting the job done um international money garnett i wanted to ask you about his effort he was really never involved until the very end what did you what did you kind of think about that effort I, i'm watching actually watching the replay it wasn't a very good outer flow that he had to work with Right, I was gonna, th- I was gonna jump in and say I don't think it's, uh, is it's any, um, it has anything to do with effort so much as trip. No. Um, he when he first tipped, he ended up three wide. He looked like he had a ton. He was right on the horse in front of him, and then when the, you know, when the horse uh, that was first up backed up around the last turn, that pretty much cemented his fate. But um, you know what? I mean, I think in most of these races, you got to use horses that you're going to figure are going to be close up. There's not too many we've seen come from very far behind. So that's something to keep in mind when you're making a bet. All right, guys. Race number 11 is up next. We are 10 minutes away. Garnett, guys, let's try to uh, dissect this thing um, just a little bit. Actually, before we dissect this thing, uh, driver Corey Callahan, Mike, is in the back with uh, Taylor Johnston. Taylor, uh, let's talk with Corey a little bit about his drives coming up the rest of the evening. Hi, guys. I do have driver Corey Callahan here with me. Um, he's actually about to drive my favorite horse in the next race, Funkin' Waffles. Um, can you tell me a little bit about this horse and what you like and what you don't like maybe about him? Yeah, no, I mean, he's a good little horse. Um, kind of in a tough spot here tonight because he doesn't have, you know, like real big gate speed. He's got tactical speed, but, uh, you know, everybody's horse has that. So, you know, we're just going to hope we get a little bit of a trip. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't owe us anything. He's done really well this year. And, I mean, they supplemented him not just to, you know, win this time, but, you know, really just to, he's a gelding so he can race, you know, next year as well. So, you know, hopefully things work out and we get lucky here tonight. Now, are you doing any type of strategy changes? Now, the weather's colder than it was in the eliminations. He finished this. So how does that play into your strategy today? Um, I don't really think the weather's going to have a lot to do with it. Um, you know, I mean, it's just a matter of who's going to be going out of there and, you know, whether we take the inside route or the outside route, just see how it sets up. Awesome. And then uh, do you have any more drives the rest of the evening then, or is he your last one? Um, he's the last Breeders Crown drive, then, you know, two, two later in the – Pegasus or whatever it is. So. Awesome. Well, can, uh, good luck the rest of the night. Thank you. All right. Back to you guys. 
All right, guys, we've got two Breeders' Crown races left. We are nine minutes away from the race. And, uh, guys, it's going to be an interesting race. Uh, this was one of the more competitive races of the night. The Breeders' Crown Mares uh, was so far has been one of the uh, more competitive races. But I'll tell you what, the three-year-old Colton Gelding Pacers are, uh, are about to put on a show, Mike. Yeah, they sure are. I mean, down by the seaside right now is a three to five choice. I think he's very beatable in here. I kind of agree with Garnett. I think one rock and Tony's been very formful. I kind of like number eight photo bomber Hanover. He's going to, I mean, Timmy's going to have to figure out a way to get into this race uh, earlier on to uh, unleash that big leg kick that he has. But I think if he can, I think he's got a little bit of a shot as well. I think there could be some speed in here. Uh, you know, uh, Taylor just talked uh, Garnett to Corey Callahan, the driver of Funkin' Waffles, who has a lot of speed. Corey's a very aggressive driver. So this horse could mix it up early. I think Ocean Colony could show speed. Boogie Shuffle's got a lot of early speed. If Down by the Seaside gets involved in that early mix, I think it could set up for uh, a closer perhaps. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm just looking at one that's sixty to one right now, Max Jackpot, and I'm I'm not sure what race it was, but I, I think it was when uh, there was a race late in his two-year-old season. It might have been the Metro Consolation where they went crazy on the front and the race totally fell apart, and he won that race at a price similar to to what he is tonight. So you know, if you got if you want you know if you wanted to drop a deuce down on a bomb, this might be one of the ones to consider. All right, guys, we are seven minutes away from tonight's eleventh race, uh, Mike. Uh, Listen, the the whole Otten family is standing right in front of me. They're waiting on Jessica to get back from the uh, winter circle as everybody uh, bolted, so we won't have any winter circle reaction. We're going to take a very uh, quick timeout, uh, about two or three minutes. When we come back, me and Garnett will finish dissecting this thing with Mike Bozich. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick and a Champion Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, for him again, dead game, clear vision right on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, for him again, and Pet Rock together, run, 49 and 2. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner circle with the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S.? VIP State. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. 
the $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular Super High Five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com. All right, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, three-year-old Colt and Gelding and Pacers on the racetrack, presented by Diamond Creek Farm. And what would it mean, Garnett, if an Indiana bred could take home a Breeders' Crown? The one is Rock and Tony, owned by Lombardi and Ruffalo. Irv Miller trains Trace Tietrich, and the bike has won three, excuse me, two straight races. The third one doesn't really count. It was a qualifier. This place would go crazy if an Indiana bred <laughs> wins one of these races. The two is Boogie Shuffle, owned by Fox Hollow Farm, trained by Mark Carter, driven by Dave Miller. Was a good second and down by the seaside in his elimination. sitting at 16-1 to 1 on the board. Not bad. Number three is Ocean Colony at 25-1. to 1, is owned by Christina Tactor of Fielding, Hartfield Stables, and Libfeld? Libfeld, maybe? Garnett there? Yeah, Libfeld. Uh, Libfeld. Jerry, Jimmy Tactor trained Janik Jengra in the bike. I was really disappointed with the Tattersall and the Breeders' Crown. Uh, not too much of a fan of Ocean Colony here tonight. The four is down by the seaside. Current favorite of four to five. He's got ten wins out of 17 starts this year. Among them, the Messenger, the $500,000 Messenger on September 2nd. He is owned by Country Club Acres, Joe Zabraco, Rick Lombardo, Diamond Creek Racing, trained by Brian Brown, driven by Brian Sears, currently three to five on the board. Number five, Beckham Z Tam is owned by the Z Tam Stables LLC. Jamie McCumber trains Ricky McCumber Jr. in the Sulky. It's the second chance in this race uh, for an Indiana bred to win. The dollar bill winning earlier here this evening. Six is Max Jackpot owned by Jeff Snyder, trained by Jim Campbell, driven by Aaron Merriman. As I was mentioning earlier, Jack, Max Jackpot wanted a huge price last year in the Metro Consolation. He's currently 64 to 1. Number seven is Funkin' Waffles. This is a name Steve Cross will not want to mess up. He'll never hear the end of it. It's owned by Crawford Farms. John Booten Shane trains Corey Callahan in the Sulky. was fifth in the Breeders' Crown Elimination. They elected to go to the New, excuse me, New York Sire Stakes Final as it was the easier of the two races. Uh, coming in tonight, it's going to be a tough trip here for the seven Funkin' Waffles. The eight-photo Bomber Hanover is a horse that Mr. Bozich likes. He is owned by Howard Taylor, Susan Kedzfaz, Fanning Racing, trained by Tom Fanning, driven by Tim Tietrich. Number nine, Me So Fast, owned by Burke Racing, Stable Weaver, Bersemi, Our Horse Sense, and J&T Silva Stables. Ron Burke trains Matt Kakeli, still looking for his first Breeders' Crown victory. Was fourth, only missed a length and three quarters in the Breeders' Crown elimination. The 10 Bloodline, owned by Diamond Creek Racing, trained by Jimmy Tactor. A Jimmy Tactor with a 60-to-1 shot on the board. Just dropped a 59-to-1. Driven by Mark McDonald, and this horse shows a lot of shares. A good one to put underneath in your supers and tries. All right, that is the field for tonight's 11th race, 3 Colt and Gelding of Pacers, presented by Diamond Creek Farm. We're going to toss it to the uh, third member of our team here, uh, Jennifer. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. We haven't done it in a while. I had to call you Jennifer for a while. See, I got your mom to laugh. That's a plush, right? Uh, <laughs> who do you like here at the 11th race? I like Beckham Z-Tam. You know, I got a chance to talk to Jamie McCumber this week, and he had to go around a breaking horse coming around the last turn, and he out-sprinted the field to finish third in this race. Draws post five, gets away in the middle of the pack. He'll have to out-sprint him again, but I really think he fits in with this group of horses. He went up to Woodbine or Mohawk, I think, in the beginning of the year, and luck just didn't go his way. Jamie says he's a really talented colt, and I can see it. I think I think he's a pick tonight. Currently at seven to two, uh, Garnett. Uh, we heard from Jessica a little bit about Beckham Z Tam. Seven to two seems a a little bit short off the morning line, but uh, Beckham Z Tam definitely has a shot in here. 
he's a bit of a wise guy horse off that trip. I, I can see him taking a lot of money. I mean, if you look at the race before that, um, he was a very good second. I mean, this horse has been consistent all year. He knows where the wire is. I'm not really surprised he's 7-2. to two. I don't know if I'd take it, but uh, I, I'm not surprised he's taking money. Rock and Tony at 3-1. to one. Draws the inside this week for trainer Irv Miller. Again, an Indiana bred looking to take another breeder's crown here this evening. This is a horse that likes to come from off the pace. He's been plagued with some tough post uh, Garnett, but he does have some good early speed to work with. He does. I'll tell you what, I don't mind 14 to 1 on Boogie Shuffle here. I mean, he shows a 26 and 2 kicker chasing down by the seaside in impossibly slow fractions last time, a 54 and 1 back half. If I can uh, get to the windows before they go to the gate, I might take a shot on Boogie Shuffle. Uh, you might have to do that. 14 to 1, not a bad price at all. Mike, uh, final selection, real quick. Then I have a, uh, a kind of a special interview. We want to talk to a uh, first time winner last night, and I kind of get a new person's perspective on the Breeders' Crown. Beautiful. I like number eight, Photobomber Hanover. I think this horse, uh, like you said, Tim T just got to put this horse into play early. This was a really good closing second <clears throat> to Bushwhacker last time. And, you know, Garnett, you start to see a lot of these horses, three-year-olds towards the end of the year, start to face older. And I think that's when you can really judge their measuring stick. And Photobomber Hanover did two and three starts back. I thought this horse responded very well. I thought he closed very well last time in his elimination. I don't know who does the harness like comments for Hoosier Park, but Jet Powered Late is his comment last time. And I don't think I've ever seen that. Obviously, he did 25 and three. Um, obviously that number could be a little bit of a misnomer. If you don't have striking position, I'm going to hope that the soon to be 10,000 race winner in his career, Tim Teacher will have a photo bomber hat over in position. I think 13 to one's a very good price and that's where I'm going. All right, guys, we are just a few minutes away from the uh, post, uh, well, po- post time here at Hoosier Park. Mike, uh, listen, I gave Kate her 12 bucks back from last night. Did you know that? Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, I gave her 12 bucks back. And as Hoosier Buddy's watching her give her very first interview, Mike, listen, she won her first. Hey, Hoosier Buddy, she won her very first wager ever out here last night. See? Uh, last night, that, uh, you know, you, you talk a little bit to, you know, gamblers who come to the racetrack a little bit. How in the world did you come up with uh, your horse? Well, you know, we did see him at the Little Brown Jug earlier this year, um, and it was uh, Blazing Britches. And, you know, I, I like to kind of go off a name, so I really liked her name there and got to see her earlier this year, so that's how I picked her. Now, one thing about it, uh, obviously, the feeling uh, as they come down the stretch, it's uh, Blazing Britches had to fight on uh, late in the mile, and uh, what was it like when you saw her uh, cross the finish line first? We came out and uh, saw you cheering coming out of the winner's circle. Yeah, I was um, out in the out on the finish line taking pictures for post time with Mike and Mike, and um, I was watching her and cheering her on, and I was so excited. All right. Well, listen, uh, Mike. You know, see, I give her a little bit of you know, I give her her money back. She agrees to come on the show and kind of highlight the new betters a little bit. Yeah, sure. You give her money back. I'll believe that one when the, the, huh. the next pig flies. But yeah, okay, whatever. All right, guys, uh, we are about a minute away from race number 11 here to Hoosier Park Racing Casino. Mike, any final thoughts? Well, I think this race, obviously, uh, I don't know. I don't think it goes by, go through, goes through down by the seaside very much. I think his form has kind of dulled since earlier in the year. I think one Rock and Tony could be the new kid on the block. I like number eight, Photobomber, Hanover, 11 to 1. Um, I think there are some others in here. Garnett, what's your final thoughts? 
Garnett actually uh, actually ran to the window there, buddy. So yeah. he's got final thoughts then. I Well, we know he likes number two, Boogie Shuffle. He thinks 13. You know, I don't know about Boogie Shuffle, Mike. I've seen this horse a couple of times at Aris Philly, and he hasn't been able to get the job done. That was a, a pocket trip, two starts back at Harris Philly behind a, a decided speed horse, best jet yet. And he wasn't able to get by him, and I, I don't know. I think uh, thirteen to one's about the right price on Boogie Shuffle. I think he's a long shot. All right, guys, we are headed upstairs to the voice of Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Here he is, Mr. Steve Krups. A field ten enters the stretch for the start. Here they come, and they're off for the Breeders' Crown. And fast off the gate from the center of the pack, it's down by the seaside. Rocket Tony to the inside, and from the far side, me so fast comes swooping in, and me so fast powers to the front, taking the lead. One line comes away for it. Back of the inside, fifth, it's Boogie Shuffle. Then it's Ocean Colony, and park to the outside, Max Jackpot. Next to the inside, Beckham Z Tam, he's racing in eighth. Funkin' Waffles comes away ninth, photo bomber Hanover at the back. 26 and 2 for the opening quarter. And here comes down by the seaside. Brian Sears giving him the green light. And down by the seaside, sprinting to the front, will take the lead. So now, be so fast. Matt DeCaley has the pocket seat in behind the heavy favorite in second, with Rocket Tony gapping slightly third. Bloodline trapped to the inside fourth. Max Jackpot has been out throughout. With that cover, Beckham Zetam in good striking position for McCumber. 56 seconds for the half town down by the seaside. Has the lead a length, length and a half. Me so fast to the inside as Max Jackpot moves steadily to the outside, attacking third. Just off the cover fourth is Beckham Zetam. Rockin' Tony trapped to the inside is fifth. Bloodline buried to sixth to his outside. Photobomber Hanover followed by Max, followed by Funkin' Waffles as they come to the three-quarter mile marker, 124-4. They're in the stretch down by the seaside. To the outside, Max Jackpot still there. A lingering second off his back comes Beckham Zetam. Beckham Zetam picking up speed down by the seaside to the inside as they move midway through the stretch. Beckham Zetam has taken the lead. Beckham Zetam. Beckham Zetam. Down by the seaside. Beckham Zetam wins the Breeders' Crown in 151 and 1. How about the reaction from the Hoosier Park crowd? Beckham Zetam wins the Breeders' Crown. Ricky McCumber steadied the horse just before the wire so he could do his salute in the air. And uh, what a moment here. Hey, uh, listen, uh, Mike, uh, listen, none of us are allowed to gamble anymore. Just got and just gave us the winner here. <laughs> Un- Guys, this is unbelievable. Congratulations to Jamie McCumber. We had her on the show last week. And, uh, yeah, she beat uh, down by this. Wow. Unbelievable. Listen, so listen, happy the, for these people. The entire winner circle is going to be surrounded by people. Congratulations wow. to the Indian Connections. Look at this. We've got tons of people running by us. Emily Gaskin just flew to the winner circle. Everybody's hugging. Everybody's clapping. Mike, I'll tell you what, what a jubilant Hoosier Park this is. Well, I'll tell you what, not, you know, jubilant or not, then Garnett, I think you could agree with me. Nine to two is a pretty extreme underlay. I hate to say that about a winner 
And listen, Jamie McCumber absolutely deserved it, Ricky McCumber. But there was definitely some hometown loving here in those wagering pools because I think this horse should have been a lot more than nine to two. But nonetheless, hats off, boy, that's a terrific, terrific story. And I know that the that uh, the state of Indiana is they've got to be dancing in the streets, guys. This is unbelievable. Well, real quick before we take a quick timeout, how about the drive by Garnett by Brian Sears? He backed the pay- he did exactly everything he needed to do to win this race and just couldn't get home with down by the seaside. Yeah, I don't think it was the greatest trip for the winner to be to be second over behind a horse that's parked a mile, but uh, maybe Sears backed it off too slow and kept him in a race. I don't know, but uh, I guess the best horse won. I, I don't know if it's an underlay. I mean, you know that the, there's a lot of people talking about that trip that he had in the elimination that he had some trouble and still, you know, flew home. So. Uh, you know, kudos to Ricky McCumber for moving him, early, moving him earlier this time and getting him in position. Just all, a crazy scene look in the this, winter look circle. At, look at this. Look at this. Everybody just about from the apron is in the winter circle here at Hoosier Park. We don't want to miss any of this. We're going to take a very short time out. When we come back, we've got winter circle reaction here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? With the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. The $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular Super High Five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. This year at Harrisburg, Millstream Farms will offer 11 outstanding yearlings, including a Muscle Hill Colt first bowl out of world champion Mystery Woman, a Trixton Colt first bowl out of multiple stakes winning mate Coffee Cake Hanover, and a Muscle Hill Philly first bowl from the race mare Ellen Zile, as well as many yearlings by Cantab Hall, Credit Winner, Muscle Massive, Yankee Glide, and Conway Hall. Visit our consignment in Harrisburg November 6th through 10th. For more information, visit MillStreamFarm.com. That's MillStreamFarm.com. MillStream will see you in Harrisburg. 
We're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. We're going to have a ton of connections. Garnett, look at this winner's circle. Look at all the smiling faces. Boy, I'll tell you what, what a fantastic uh, thing this is. And this place, you know, I think we all heard it. This place went absolutely nuts when Beckham Zetam went to the lead. This is what they, this is what they refer to in the journalism business as a story that writes itself. Well, listen, I, I tell you, I haven't heard something like that since Freaky Feet Pete turned for home with the lead in the Dan Patch last year where he was defeated. But I'll tell you what, the place went absolutely crazy. And the fans really rallied around uh, Beckham Z-Town. I cannot wait to hear that. When he comes back across here, the salute that we're going to hear from that crowd is going to be uncompromised, that's for sure. You know, I'm happy for the driver. He's, uh, he's one of the, I think he's one of the most underrated drivers in in the business, really, Ricky McCumber Jr. I, I bet him a lot, and uh, he uh, quite often puts his horses in the right position to win the race, and he made the right move here. I mean, with the six hung the mile, he got on the six horses back and made sure he was in contention for when he, he backed up. If you look here, look, he's almost he's last going into the turn. He is. And he what? makes it, you know, he, he sees that horse left out there, and as soon as they straighten out here on the first turn, he gets out on his back and into the flow. That was the winning move right there. It got him into the race. Mike? Guys, this is a tremendous story, and just got had a chance to sit down with Jamie McCumber a couple of days before the Breeders' Crown, and I just want to play a, a couple of second clip of when Jess Gotten asked Jamie McCumber what it would mean to her as a trainer to win the Breeders' Crown. Let's listen. What would it mean to you to win a Breeders' Crown on your own <laughs> with your name on it? Um, geez, what do I have to look forward to after that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it would mean, you know, it would mean so much. And uh, to be able to do it with such great people, um, including my husband, would be just a dream come true. There you go, guys. I'll tell you what, uh, what an amazing moment this must be. I'm trying to get Jamie McCumber to come to the table, but for sure uh, we're going to get Jessica Otten on that. Uh, let's finish watching the replay here, uh, Garnett. Uh, at this point of the race, uh, you know, Beckham Zetam was coming, grinding second over. Uh, obviously uh, down by the seaside at this point went 124 and four tried to really sprint home after that soft uh, second panel and uh, just didn't really have much left for these guys. Hey, you know what? I mean, full credit to the winner sprinting uh, home, probably 26 flat, same way he did last week because they, they came home 26 and two. He was probably a two fifths of a second behind. I love watching this replay as he steadies the horse to make sure that he's going to be the winner. And then right, well, when you're the one right here, there it is. He got he got a little nervous there for a second. Yeah. He, he kind of you know thought he had it done, and then uh, down by the seaside tried to come back. But <laughs> the whip here it is the, the whip photo the, the whip in the air in the for photo. victory, Mike in the photo. That's that's, awesome. that's amazing. Awesome. That's a, just an unbelievable. I mean, you know what? And, and this is something that I think gets lost about what the magic of harness racing actually is. You know, and and hats off to guys like Jimmy Tactor and Ron Burke and Tony Alani and these guys that are here at the dance, you know, year in and year out. But, you know, when you get a, somebody, the connections of the McCumbers winning their first Breeders' Crown, and you saw earlier with uh, John Barnard and trainer Bill Crone winning their first Breeders' Crown, it's something very, very special. It's something unique about our business that I think needs to be promoted. Hats off to the McCumbers. Just a great, great story. What an amazing story here, Mike. I think, uh, listen, I think we have our show topic for next week, first-time Breeders' Crown winners. <laughs> no, no question about it, absolutely. 
But as Emily Gaskin talks to uh, Ricky McCumber right now, we are 10 minutes away from the 12th race. We don't want to take away from this amazing story. But, guys, it's the final Breeders' Crown race of the evening. And uh, real quick, I want to kind of toss it around uh, between the three of us. Mike, I'll tell you what. Being here at the Breeders' Crown, Mike, uh, you know, has been absolutely an amazing feeling. It's been cold. It's been wet. It's been rainy. But I'll tell you something right now. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Garnett? Like I said, uh, like I said myself, there's no place I'd rather be tonight. It doesn't matter. It could be snowing a blizzard. We're at the Breeders' Crown. This is what it's all about. This is uh, this is our Super Bowl, I guess, for guys like us that uh, love this sport so much. Mike, you know, looking at, and I know I'm uh, a little bit behind you guys as far as video feed goes, but um, seeing Amy and uh, Rick McCumber in the winner's circle, I mean, these are the people that have they've just paid their dues in the sport. And, and I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you know, and I don't want to, I mean, just average horse after average horse, after good horse, after average horse, after good horse. And then all of a sudden a really special one comes around that creates the breeders crown breakthrough as I like to call it a night that they will never, ever forget as long as they live and just a great, great for good people. But you know, Garnett for us uh, trying to make a couple of bucks, our Mm -hmm. night goes on. We start a pick three in race number 12. I don't really know if you had a chance to look at races 13 and 14, but uh, I do know that uh, this is the last Breeders' Crown race. And, you know, if you're going to start a pick three, this is a very tough spot to do it because this is a wide-open event. It really is, and I, and I find it a little bit surprising that McWicked's taking action, uh, seven to five action right now. I'm, I'm going to assume there's not a lot of money in the pool because I can't see any horse – being seven to five in this race. I mean, I, I would expect the favorite to be somewhere in the five to two range when they go up. Well, the next click here, uh, guys, is going to actually be the wind pool. I can see it from our uh, from our television. Uh, a little over seven thousand, Garnett. So wow. uh, seven thousand three hundred forty. Uh, so, so he's, he's got a couple of, thousand bucks on him. Then. Definitely, yeah, easily. Uh, looking up at the uh, totalizator board, not not really. The money looks a little bit more spread out. Oh, that's wait a minute. That's the place pool. So we'll have to wait for that to come back around. So McWicked is the early betting choice here, guys. Nine to two on the one Sintra. My man, all bets off, guys. Hey, Garnett, I'm licking my chops right now. Twenty-six to one. There's no way it should be twenty-six to one. You're not uh, gonna get that. Just don't I, even think about it. Huh? I, you're not even going to get twenty-six to one. Don't even think about it. If you get, if, Listen, you get, if I get twenty-six to one, I'm sending Ace to the window. There you okay. go, man. We might, <laughs> we might get arrested before we leave Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. All right, boys. Uh, I'll tell you what. Again, you know what a what a great night for the state of Indiana. Two Breeders' Crowns here this evening. Garnett, listen, man. You could you might be in this. Uh, you might be uh, in the winter circle in a couple of years. Uh, Reba is coming to the racetrack uh, soon for the Stable.ca. Yes, Reba, our two-year-old uh, vintage master filly, vintage blues. Uh, all reports are that she might be qualifying soon. Hopefully, about the second week in November. Uh, if I could get in the winner's circle at uh, the Great Barrington Fair, I'd be happy. It doesn't have to be the Breeders' Crown. <laughs> listen, that might feel like the Breeders' Crown if you could win that race, huh? Absolutely. Garnett, listen. Hey, Garnett, if, if you win the Breeders' Crown, can we please have the first interview? Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll interview myself. <laughs> yeah, well, we'd, we'd love it. We'd love it. There you go. Oh, my goodness. What a great night for the uh, state of Indiana. I'm going to try to get Peter Lurie, if he doesn't run to the backstretch, uh, Looks like he might be uh, 
running to the backstretch. We're going to have winter circle reaction here momentarily. Uh, obviously, a lot of pictures and interviews going on in the winter circle. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have more from Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by BetAmerico. Blooded Horse Sales Company would like to invite you to the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. Entries are closed with 1,289 entries. The online catalog will be posted on October 27th. Catalogs will mail around October 31st. And past performance lines will be posted on November 9th. Come check it out. It's the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. For more information, visit Blooded Horse. That's bloodedhorse.com. We are driven by a passion for the sport and a desire to help harness racing prosper. Crawford Farms, Meadowlands pace, all in behind the gate. Crawford Farms, open trotters have reached the top of the backstretch. They are ready to go. Founded in 1966, we are committed to breeding the world's top horses and supporting the industry in the process. Crispy Apple, Bionic Man Time again in the Miss New Jersey. Androvet, the great, the great Androvet does it. We are Crawford Farms. We're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It's the 421,000 open pace here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, presented by Indiana Standard Bread Association. Garnett, we're going to let you kick this one off. This is a Canadian horse. We're going to let you kick it off, my friend. Yes, the number one horse is Sintra, owned by Brad Gray, Michael Guerrero, Maneri Racing, trained by Dave Maneri, driven by Double J, Jody Jameson. Number two is another Canadian horse. Number two is McWicked, is leased by Edward James. Casey Coleman, trained Brian Sears, is in the sulky. Ever since McWicked has returned to the Casey Coleman stable, he's been red hot. The three Delta winner is driven by Aaron Merriman, owned by Jeff Snyder, Mark Silva, winner of the Alaraj at uh, Lexington with a huge first over trip. Came back and won his elimination in 49 and 3, and you're getting 9 to 2 on him here. This might be the play of the race if he stays anywhere near there. Number four is Split the House, owned by Crawford Farms Racing. Chris Oaks trained Brett Miller in the Sulky, coming off a third place effort, just missed by a quarter of a length to a very game groove for Split the House here for the Crawford Farms. The five, Mocket So, owned by Bayman Racing, trained by Jeff Bayman and driven by Dave Miller, a winner of 148-2 in his elimination, currently 6-1. to one. Number six is Keystone Velocity, owned by Allard Racing, VIP Internet Stable in Yorktown Heights. Uh, Daniel Dubay is in the sulky. Uh, this nine-year-old horse by Western Hitover has been second in his last two starts, including a second in the Breeders' Crown elimination. The seven, Manhattan Beach, is uh, owned by John McGill, Brian Carsey, trained by Walter Hayes, Haynes Jr., sorry, driven by Sam Witcher, currently 30-1 to 1 on the board. All right. Number eight is Rock and Roll World, is trained by Jeff Culifer, Tom Pollock, and Jeffrey Culifer. Own John DeLong in the sulky. Uh, has been no worse than fourth in his last three starts, including a fourth in the Breeders' Crown elimination. The number nine, the Dan Rooney winner, all bets off, owned by Burke Racing Stable, Weaver Buscemi, Frank Baldacino, Panhellenic Stable, trained by Ron Burke. Driven by Mac Kikaley, currently 18-1 on the board, which has Michael Carter licking his chops. Number 10 is Missile J, owned by McGill and Brian Carsey. Scott Domenico trains. Tim Tietrich is in the sulky. This Missile J has been no worse than fourth since August 26th. Uh, Garnett, 21-1, to incredible. 
We should we should bet a dime super and single him for fourth under about five or six horses. <laughs> there you go. All right, that is the field for the final Breeders' Crown race of the night. Mike Bozich, uh, where do you see this one playing out? Well, Garnett, I'm going to ask you a question because if you go back to the ninth race, trainer Casey Coleman with two Western Passage, this is a horse that had about a four or five length lead turning for home in the uh, the two-year-old Colton Gelding pace. And this horse obviously was well-meant, had a lot of speed, and it was a Casey Coleman trainee tired towards the end. Now we see McWicked, we see early on to McWicked. And as you guys mentioned, it wasn't like a, a one or $200 variety as a handicapper seeing that a Casey Coleman long shot was well meant earlier. Does this play into your handicapping seeing that we've got a lot of early money on to McWicked here? Not really. I'm, I'm not a big believer in the even money uh, business. I think um, money is not necessarily always smart money just because somebody bets money. It might be uh, how do I know it's not a millionaire that bets $2,000 every bet? I, I, I don't really buy much into it, to be honest with you. You know, guys, uh, it, it, it's interesting, this race, how it kind of sets up. Uh, you know, it's kind of turned into more of a wide-open uh, betting board uh, here, Mike, and that makes this race a pretty good betting race, if you ask me, as far as the exotics go. Yeah, I think it certainly does, but... I'm going to tell you what, I would not mess with exotics in this race. I think this is just too wide, wide open. Um, you know, I think Cintra has a chance. I think if he races to his Mohawk races, I think he's got a big chance. McWicked, I think, has got a good chance. Split the House, who was absolutely flying late last time, has a pretty big chance. And I'm going to tell you what, do not think that Split the House does not have a I've seen this horse on many occasions. This horse does have very high early speed. And uh, Brett Miller can get a lot out of a horse. Market hey. so at five to one, I think is good value. Keystone Velocity, all bets off, like you said, right now seven to one. That means probably going to go off maybe around nine to five to one. There are others. Mitchell J, you've mentioned this one, Garnett. I think this horse is a very live long shot considering the trip that he is going to get. Delta Winner is very formful right now. This is just an unbelievably great betting race. And in my opinion, this is not a race that you want to mess around with exotics. You want to go on the nose. You want to bet a decent amount to win. Stick with your horse, and I think that's the way you want to go. You know, listen, uh, Mike. Uh, it, you know, it, it's I, I love the wide openness to this field and horses like all bets off. I'm using him because I like him, but he's 24 to one right now. I mean, where where else are you going to get 24 to one on a horse like all bets off here? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just a product of the draw. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm a non-believer basically because in a field that this is, is it's evenly as matched as this, I can't go to the worst post. However, I mean, if you're a believer, like you like the horse, you're getting a monster price. If he was, if he was racing out of anything, anywhere from post one to five, I don't think it'd be more than seven to two. You're getting 25 to one. So, you know, that's the, the yin and the yang there, I guess. Guys, Jamie McCumber is on her way to our broadcast table. Uh, she is full of smiles. I'm watching her walk up with uh, Jess Gotten and uh, Caitlin Wiggins. Ricky McCumber is also here. Mike, I'm gonna pass her the uh, I'm gonna pass her the headset. So if you have any questions, or I'm not gonna pass her the I'm sorry. If you have any questions, make sure that you uh, make sure you put them up here because I, I I'm sure we've all got some questions for Jamie McCumber leading into this 12th race. And uh, if we don't get them all asked before uh, before the uh, end of the uh, before the end of uh, this race, uh, we're going to come back after this race. I want to finish our interview with her because, Mike, I'll tell you what, this is going to be a fun interview to do. 
Yeah, certainly. We want to keep her on, and uh, and I'll tell you what. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise the stakes even further. We're gonna open up our email, Mike at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. If you've got an email question for trainer Jamie McCumber that you want asked on the air, you can ask that right now, Mike at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. If you ask a question, the first five people that ask a question, we'll go ahead and send a post time with Mike and Mike hat to. So email it right now, Mike at post time with Mike and Mike dot com. The first five people that ask a question to Jamie McCumber when she comes on in a few minutes, you get a free post time with Mike and Mike hat. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Guys, we're going to have an exclusive interview with Jamie McCumber. She is on her way to the table. Uh, Jessica and Kate are trying to keep her, uh, try to keep everybody away from her. We're 65 seconds away from this race, so we're going to go to this race first, and then we'll get her, uh, we'll get her on the air. <laughs> she had to be escorted, guys, to the uh, broadcast table. She's That's being beautiful, isn't by it? By everybody, Ricky McCumber. Hey. Mike, I tell you what, the sw- you should see the swarm of people around this table. It is incredible. That's beautiful. That that's just great stuff. And like I say, for the next couple minutes, if you kind of listen to you know, if, if we go off the air a little bit or just have a distant sound, we're going to try to get the raw reaction from. Not only the fans at Hoosier Park, but Jamie McCumber and Ricky and all those people, because this is this is really hey, good uh, stuff. But hey, uh, Mike, I hate, to, I hate to interrupt you. We are 17 seconds away. We're going to send it to Steve Cross with a live call, the final Breeders' Crown race of the night. It's the Open Pace, presented by Indiana Standard Bread Association. One sixteenth out. Here they come. And they're off and pacing of the Breeders' Crown. And out fast off the gate. Split the house. Quickly taking command. Moncato is hustled away. From the front side, it's all bats off as he comes swooping in for the lead. Keystone Velocity showing early gate speed as well. McWicket to the inside is fifth as they enter the first turn. Citra sliding through sixth. Then it's Missile J coming away seventh. Eighth of the inside. Delta winner. Followed closely by Manhattan Beach. Into the outside, it's Rock and Roll World. 25 and 4. Suicidal opening quarter here. Keystone Velocity has been parked every stop. And now to the outside, here comes Split the House and Brett Miller. So Split the House throttles up. He'll retake the lead. Keystone Velocity back to the inside, racing in second. And now charging up for the outside comes Mockitso with David Miller. So it's the Millers, 1 2 here. And Mockitso takes command for Miller as they pass the half in 53 and 4. Mockitso clears a length and a half. Split the House back to the inside. Races in second. Keystone Velocity is third. And to the outside, all bets off. Moving first up, Mick Wicked tipping to the outside. Grabs the cover fifth. Cintra on the move as well. Rock and Roll World down to the inside, moving up, but has traffic issues there. Missile J to the outside. Delta winner. And the trailer is Manhattan Beach. They come to the top of the stretch of the Breeders' Crown. And up front with the lead. All bets off to the inside. Mockett so three quarters and 121 and one. And Mockett so, Mockitso to the inside, slipping through as they move midway through the stretch. With less than an eighth of a mile to go, it split the house. And split the house again, retakes the lead. Mockitso, and charging late comes McWicked. Down to the wire, split the house. Wins the Breeders' Crown at 148-1. and one. 
How about that? Crawford Farms gets their Breeders' Crown with Split the House in the final Breeders' Crown race of the night. We'll get to that here momentarily. McWicked was coming on. Garnett, you had a uh, strong opinion about his performance. Well, uh, I've watched about 100,000 races. He wasn't getting there, man. Well, there you go. All right, Jamie, come on, step over here. Let's, let, let's talk about this for a few minutes. Uh, Beckham's Z Tam. What an up-and-down year it's been. Uh, he's been first. He's been second in a lot of the Indiana Sire Stakes races. Him and Rock and Tony have been kind of battling it out back and forth. Talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, early in the season. You know, he, he was racing extremely well. I know we On were talking. winner number four, split the. Excuse us. <laughs> we were talking about, you know, him for the Milstein. It was between kind of between him and Rock and Tony uh, from Indiana. What was he like at the start of the year? And, uh, how, you know, how has he progressed from that point? You know, he was great at the beginning of the year. He just was really, really green. Only six starts as a two-year-old. And he's still fit non-winners of one and non-winners – or non, yeah, non-winners of one, non-winners of two. So we just worked our way up. Non-winners of one, non-winners of two, non-winners of three. Well, that competition's pretty easy, you know, for a good horse. So uh, he made it look easy, made himself look even better. But the problem was is he didn't get a lot of experience. So the experience came when the sire stakes started, and we met the likes of Rock and Tony, who gave us our fair share of ups and downs. Now, obviously, uh, when they turn for home, uh, Ricky and Garnett, I, I'm going to let you chime in here to this, to this drive because uh, let me tell you something. We went back and watched the replay of this race, and Ricky was super patient. I think uh, I'm going to let you chime in here because at the start of the race, he kind of just let everybody, uh, you know, kind of let everybody do their thing, right? Well, I think the, mini, the winning move was made early when he got him out into the flow from, you know, you're sitting eighth going into the first turn. He made that move early. He's on, a, he's on bad cover, but you know what? The horse sprinted home in 26 flat, just like he did last week. I think that the important thing was to get the horse involved in the race early, and I think that was a winning move. And the best part was when he's coming down the lane, he kind of took a look over a couple times to make sure before he did that, right, the, whip, <laughs> the whip raising. And you know what? It's a good job to make sure, I guess, when, you get, when, you come, when it wins that uh, you know, historical, I guess. Were, were you concerned at all at the start of the race? Obviously, uh, he you did, he got away kind of towards the rear of the field. And the way the track has been playing all night, those horses haven't really been coming from off the pace. Yeah, I was extremely worried when he got away eighth. And, um, you know, to myself, I just kept saying, come, go ahead, just go with, go with there and go with there. And then uh, it was like he heard me. But we, um, I like when we're thinking alike because it usually uh, means something. So uh, when he got that second over trip, and I don't care that he was out that. I mean, he's fit. He's a happy horse. You know, it's not hard work for him out there. And uh, so I was extremely um, calm going to the half. And then as soon as he tipped three deep, like I said, as soon as he tipped three deep, Beckham knew what he was doing. Two more questions for you. Number one, how about the crowd react? I don't know if you where, – where, where, where were you at for this race? I was in the paddock where could you, I always could, stand. Could you hear the crowd from up here? No. The crowd went absolutely ballistic when he went by and Ricky raised the, raised the rip, whip in the air. You ask anybody who was sitting here, this place went absolutely nuts. But what does it mean to you to get your first Breeders' Crown victory? Yeah, everybody's got to make me cry. So uh, there you go. Um, you know, I missed the, the fist bump from Ricky because I had my hands. As soon as I realized, you know, that nobody was catching him, I had my hands, my head in my hands, and I just started crying. So uh, I got to hand you this headset. Mike Bozich has got a question for you. And uh, Mike, uh, I'm going to let you go ahead, buddy. Jamie, this is Mike Bozich here, and the emails are starting to flow in to our website, posttimewithmike.com. Jamie, we've got an, uh, an email that uh, is just basically asking you what does it mean to win a Breeders' Crown, and I could probably answer this question about a million times, but what does it mean to win a Breeders' Crown on your home court right in front of the Indiana faithful? 
you know, it means it means so so much, and to do it with my husband and and my family here, it's uh, it means the world to me. So, um, you know, I I don't want to get too carried away because there's two things that I love more than this, and that's my two kids that are at home and have no idea what's going on. But um, <laughs> it's uh, pretty special, very special. Jamie, I've got another question. Another question that's uh, coming via email. Um, at what point do you know that uh, you had a real good chance at this thing? Um, you know, I believe it or not, I was a little bit confident when he came second over, you know, before the quarter pole, when he started following Aaron, you know, I just thought, you know what, we're going to be in position to win. It's, you know, as long as he's got pace and I've got this horse ready, then, uh, then we're okay. But as soon as he tipped three deep, Mike, I was confident. Okay. We got another email coming in there, coming in it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you've answered that one. How does the first crown win with, uh, with Ricky and the bike. I think you've, you've answered that one already. Um, where to from here, where, what's going on with Beckham Z Tam in the future? Beckham just has one more start. He's got the monument circle here next week and uh, that's it. He's going to go home to Wilbur's and uh, become a four year old. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. Jamie, congratulations and way to bring this one home for the state of Indiana. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys and uh, what you do for the sport. All right, Mike, I'm going to pass it back to you as I uh, bid her farewell. Garnett, go ahead, buddy. No, I just want to uh, just want to say congrats. And uh, it sounds it sounds a little bit, um, I don't know how you want, I don't want to say it, but uh, Ricky McCumber is one of my favorite drivers. And uh, I've made uh, I've made some good scores betting him. He puts horses in the position to win, which is what you need. Hey, Mike, uh, let's go ahead and uh, take our time out here. Let's go ahead and pay the final part of our, Final part of our bills, if you uh, if you know what I mean. We do have a Grand Circuit race coming up here in the 13th race we do want to talk about. But, Mike, let's go ahead and pay all of them right at one time. We'll go ahead and pay them all, and then uh, we'll go commercial-free from the end – or, excuse me, to the end of the show. You've got post-time with Mike and Mike. Indiana is on fire here at the Breeders' Crown. History. It's written by winners. At Diamond Creek Farm, we're breeding champions and rewriting the history books. Diamond Creek Farm, a cut above. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick and a coast home champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again, and Pet Rock together, 
Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle with the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S.? VIP State. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. The $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular Super High Five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment and live harness racing action returns Saturday, November 4th. The first 1,000 guests will receive a 2017-18 commemorative calendar filled with images of the sport's greatest horses and drivers in action from the 2017 racing season. Photos are courtesy of track photographer Lisa Photo. The giveaway will begin at 6.30 p.m. at the Players Club desk in the clubhouse lobby. For more information, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Listen, we're having some fun in Indiana, that's for sure, boys. We are nine minutes away from the 13th race, but the celebration continues uh, from a couple of races ago, uh, but split the house. Uh, we really didn't get a chance to uh, really didn't get a chance to talk about that race. Uh, split the house raced extremely well. All bets off race good. McWicked, how about that big move coming late? And uh, Garnett, I know you've watched a million races. I thought for sure that the stretch was a little bit longer than that. Obviously, okay. uh, I was fooled. <laughs> That's all. Okay. You know what? I, I know a little bit about this winner because he started his career in Ontario. Um, he was very, very good early. They, they, uh, they kind of pushed him to make the, uh, I think it was the North America Cup. He didn't, I don't think he started racing until he was three. I mean, I think that might have took a little wind out of his sails. And then he changed hands and was bought by the Crawfords. Um, and he took a little while to come around. But, you know, he's been really good. And, you know, he's a Breeders' Crown winner now. So I guess it, was, it turned out to be a good buy considering he's won a $420,000 race. Mike? Well, I'm just trying to get even, Garnett. So if you could help me out, the 13th race <laughs> does start the, uh, the late double. And, uh, you know, it's the Pegasus for three-year-old Colton Gelding Trotters. And there's a couple of horses hey, Mike. that I'm familiar here with. Hey, yep, go ahead. Hey, go I ahead. want to interrupt you real quick. Hey, Emily, I want to interrupt you real quick. I, I, I want to stop Emily Gaskin on her way back. Listen, two Breeders' Crowns for the state of Indiana tonight. What does this mean to everybody here? I saw you take off and run towards the winner's circle when Beckham's ETAM. And I'll t- you were up here. This place went absolutely nuts when Beckham's ETAM uh, won the Breeders' Crown. 
Yeah, I've yet to find the words. Uh, you know, I still really haven't come down uh, from that. I don't even own the horse, and I, and I felt like I was a leading partner there. Uh, you know, it just, it just means so much. It was so cool to see the Indiana program get behind those Indiana sired horses, and it was an emotional winner circle. You know, uh, Jamie McCumber, nobody works harder than her, and it was a long overdue rent win for Ricky McCumber as well because he just worked so hard. He's such a class act, and, you know, I just think everybody can kind of get behind a horse like this. Uh, maybe a little bit of an underdog story, and to see these horses show up and race so big, it, it, it's truly something special I, I couldn't have written it any better i think the talk that everybody is going to be talking about for the coming days is what a patient drive that was and garnett and i have been talking had he not made the move we, we're not 100 percent sure that he would have won that race and i'll tell you he timed that move just perfectly yeah ricky even said you know they a little bit of a slow half and especially with a group like that uh, you know they can easily get away from you uh but beckham he is dtm is, is a gritty horse you know i've seen him go toe-to-toe with a lot of nice horses and and i think uh you know that's a that's a deserving win for him he is a very very nice pacing colt and i think that's just what it shows you know he has some bad luck in the North America Cup. And uh, again, just to come back and race that strong, it really means something. All right. We'll see you uh, just after the show. Mike, thanks so much for talking to us. And uh, obviously the Indiana program, very happy tonight. Mike, back to you. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Garnett, we're, once again, we're uh, before we were interrupted, we're talking about getting even. And uh, we've got two more races to do so. So the 13th is the Pegasus, three-year-old Colton Gelding Trotters, and uh, the favorite here is obviously going to be Swan Chase, and uh, he's working on a win streak. Uh, where do we go? I think I go to Buckeye Boss, who uh, got speed. I've seen this horse a few times uh, racing in Ohio when I was there. Um, he, I like his uh, 27-3 to kicker in the Circuit City. At 6-1, to one, I think I'm going to plunge there. Guys, it's interesting uh, that Aaron Merriman, who's here tonight, is not driving. Right, Buckeye boss. That's a that, you know uh, Peter Wren uh, is driving him. No, not, nothing against Peter Wren, obviously, but Aaron Merriman's been the regular driver of this horse. I think it's uh, worth noting that he is here and not driving the two Buckeye boss. Well, Wren drove him last time, and he did. They did uh, had a better, I guess, a better race than he had the race before in the Bluegrass. But I think this could be uh, this could be another uh, potential passing lane winner, and I, I'm willing to take a stab at six to one. All right, we're going to go to the winter circle real quick. Uh, Mike Bozich uh, just got and has winning trainer Chris Oaks from Split the House. Jessica. Thanks, Mike. I'm here with winning trainer Chris Oaks. Chris, talk to us a little bit about the race. I know he's only had five starts this year, so he's fresh legs, fresh to go. Talk to us a little bit about the race. McGuire was flying on the outside. What did you think? Well, I was pretty happy where we got away in the race, and uh, and I thought the horse to beat was uh, the horse Dave drove there. We were following him in the 2 all. But I knew uh, McWick would be flying late, exactly what you just said. But uh, he came up the inside there, and uh, he was pacing strong to the wire. And uh, and I did think he had it, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't think he would quit or anything. I knew he'd pace right through the wire. And uh, I'm just real happy with the, with the outcome. You know? Do you ever get nervous with big races like this? What, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's the Breeders' Crown. So if you didn't get nervous, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be right, but uh, nervous. But uh, I know we prepared well, and uh, and I expected the horse to race good, and uh, and thank God he did well. So, where does Split the House go to next? Next Saturday, he was invited to uh, to Rosecroft in the Potomac. I believe it's a hundred thousand dollar like invitational. So the guy called me the other day, the race secretary there, and invited us. So we're going to be going as long as the horse comes out of the race well, which I expect him to. We'll be in Rosecroft next Saturday night. What does it mean to you to win a Breeders' Crown? Well, this is my third win in, in Breeders' Crowns. It was really special because, quite honestly, it was for the Crawfords. You know, they put so much into the game. They supplemented two other horses tonight, uh, Homicide Hunter 
and then uh, Funk the Waffles, they're Funkin' Waffles, and it didn't work out great for them. So to end the night like this after two disappointing uh, races before, it worked out really good, and I'm just happy for them people. That's the bottom line. Well, con- congratulations, and thank you for your time. Thanks, Jess. And back to you, Mike. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We are back uh, with Post Time with Mike and Mike. We're three minutes away here from the 13th race. Garnett's got uh, some business he's got to take care of. Yeah, um, we're Mark, trying to get even. That's the business. <laughs> yeah, he, he's running. He's running to the window right now. He's off, he's off and pacing. That's for sure. But uh, well, you know what? Hey, listen, listen, Mike. I do want to tell you one thing about this 13th race coming up, and uh, we've got uh, what maybe about 15 yeah, we'll minutes. More break um, after that. Yeah, but I do want to say something about Simply Volo, and I want to get Garnett's take on this when we come back. But, you know, Simply Volo, look at the competition he's been facing at Harris Philly. Yes, Mickey, 2 a.m. Yes, Mickey was in the Breeders' Crown tonight, um, and this horse was performing quite well. Uh, finished fourth to Rubio last time. He's a very nice horse. International money in the bluegrass. I think Simply Volo right now at 7-2 to two, is a pretty good value here for Corey Callahan for a trainer, John Boot and Shane. And let me tell you what, when you get the ownership conglomerate of Kentucky and racing, uh, David J. Miller, not to be confused with David Miller, the driver, but David J. Miller from Florida, Lawrence means and Eugene Schick. That's a pretty powerful ownership combination. And uh, in the 14th, I want to get Garnett's take about McMock because this is a horse that's been racing at, at Mohawk quite a bit. And uh, I think it's very important that we get uh, Garnet's pick of him or thoughts of him because we could have a quite possibly a good late double brewing here. Yeah, I can say, I definitely uh, like that. We've got just a couple of more commercials we got to play, a couple of more bills to take out. This will this be the is final. it, Mike. I promise, Mike. This will this, be the... Listen, listen. This is it. I promise. And I'm gonna tell you what. You're getting a true radio education here because listen when you're in radio you've got a, a an earpiece in your ear that's the producers telling you 20 seconds gotta go to commercial no choices 15 seconds gotta go to commercial no choices <laughs> so you're getting an education here my friend hey, listen uh winnie morgan nemeth is here as well so after this commercial break uh as long as this race isn't going obviously uh we'll come back and uh, we'll talk with her from new vocations one of our dedicated sponsors She's been with us since the beginning. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. History. It's written by winners. At Diamond Creek Farm, we're breeding champions and rewriting the history books. Diamond Creek Farm, a cut above. 
The Blooded Horse Sales Company would like to invite you to the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. Entries are closed with 1,289 entries. The online catalog will be posted on October 27th. Catalogs will mail around October 31st. And past performance lines will be posted on November 9th. Come check it out. It's the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. For more information, visit Blooded Horse.com. That's bloodedhorse.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. We're joined by our entire team. We're actually going to go through and uh, talk to the rest of our team here in just a little bit. But one person or one group that has stood by us since the very beginning, Mike, is New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. We've got Winnie Morgan Nemeth here with us now. And Winnie, I'll tell you what, you guys do a fantastic job with all the rehoming and things of that stuff that you guys do. But it's much more than that. And Derek Gibner actually highlighted that in the Daily Racing Forum here recently. Yes, he did. Derek came out uh, during Grand Circuit Week in Lexington and got to visit our Lexington, Kentucky facility. Um, he got to meet six of our permanently retired standard breds that we have there. Um, we have 30 thoroughbreds there as well that are up for adoption. And he came on a very busy Saturday. So he got to see the horses that were adopted leave for their new homes. He got to see some coming in right off the track. He got to see some getting started under saddle and a couple getting uh, meeting with the vet, doing some x-rays. So he got to see the whole gamut of what we do at New Vocation. Now, Winnie, how many different uh, operations do you guys have? I know it's Lexington is one of the bases that you guys have, but there's more than just one of the New Vocation centers, correct? Correct, yes. So New Vocation takes standard reds and thoroughbreds coming off the racetrack. We've always, our mission has always been taking horses coming from the racetrack. We felt that if we could stand in that gap, if we get them from the track, then they don't fall into bad hands down the road. So we are in Pennsylvania. We have a thoroughbred facility there. We have a standard bred and thoroughbred facility in Saratoga, New York. We have one, two in Ohio, and then Lexington. All right, Winnie, we're going to break to this race really fast. When we come back from this race, I will wrap this thing up. Guys, it's the 13th race, Grand Circuit Action, the Pegasus for three-year-old Colt and a Gelding uh, Trotters. Four to five, currently on number three. Uh, Swan Chase uh, is the four to five betting choice as they uh, circle in around behind the gate. We're down to uh, 20 seconds. Let's send it up to the voice of Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. It's Steve Cross. Strutter calls. We're going to get final thoughts from everybody. This is uh, post time with Mike and Mike. Uh, me and my buddy, we do like an internet They're at the gate and the gate is moving. It's post time at Hoosier Park. Trotting Colts and Gildings. Approaching the start. Should they come? Handed them off in the Pegasus from the inside. Buckeye Boss and from the outside. Frazier Ridge with a burst of speed and Frazier Ridge quickly clears and takes command. A swan chase comes away second. To the outside and fourth is Bluebird Jesse. Jesse V down towards the inside, followed by Simply Volo as they step into the first turn. 
Obama victory is next with my uncle Cuz. And far back after a break at the start, the trailer is Southwind Woody. 26-2 opening quarter and Fraser Ridge, the triumphant caviar, is out by some four lengths. Inside the swan chase, chasing in second with Buckeye Boss next in third. Racing in fourth, simply Volo lined up in fifth now. Bluebird Jesse, another two lengths to... I hope I'm a victory as they come to the halfway point. It's Fraser Ridge still with a commanding lead by four and a half, five lengths now. 55 and one the halftime. And Fraser Ridge leads to the far turn. The Ohio bred has been unchallenged thus far, but a big jump of the field as they enter the far turn. Swan Chase slowly chipping away at that lead. Inside racing in third is Buckeye Boss, simply followed to the outside. Blooper Jesse sliding through, advancing along the pylons, followed by My Uncle Cuz. And suddenly, Fraser Ridge now just a length in front of Swan Chase as they pass three quarters, 124-3. They're in the stretch, and here comes Swan Chase, powering on by the tiring Fraser Ridge. Swan Chase clears two. Frazier Ridge gives way. To the outside comes Bluebird Jesse. And the from between horses. As they move midway to the stretch, it's Buckeye Boss. But with less than a 16th ago, it's Swan Chase. And Swan Chase will win the Pegasus Swan Chase in 154-1. My Uncle Cuz second. Bluebird Jesse was third. All right, guys, we'll get to this uh, result here in just a minute. We're going to finish up with uh, Winnie Morgan, Nemeth. And uh, Winnie, uh, I want to ask you real quick, how, how, if somebody wants to uh, reach out to you guys and kind of talk about, uh, kind of talk about things, uh, where do they reach out to you guys at? Well, you can find us on um, Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Um, you can go to our website, which is newvocations.org. You can see the horses we have available. You can also see how to donate a horse to the program. You can reach out to myself or Anna Ford, and we'll be happy to help you. Or you can listen if you you know you need questions or whatever. Reach out to Post Time with Mike and Mike. We'll get you. We'll get you right in contact with Winnie Morgan Nemeth. Uh, listen, we appreciate everything you do for our show. Seriously, you guys are fantastic and a great group of people, and we're so proud to work with you guys. Thank you so much, and I want to give a shout-out to Crawford Farms and Split the House on their Breeders' Crown win. Um, they were one of our first Breeders' Crown Pledge supporters, and we are sincerely thank them for their support and congratulate them on their win tonight. Thanks so much, Winnie. Well, speaking of the Crawfords, we've got Alan Michelle standing by right here. And uh, listen, you guys, you supplement Homicide Hunter and Funkin' Waffles. Uh, obviously, some tough efforts by those two. But how about the move here by Split the House? Split the House raced extremely well. I picked this horse up on my radar in the Potomac Pace last year at Rosecroft. Um, and obviously a big effort tonight. What does this win mean to you? I think this win is well-deserved by Split the House. I think he's had some issues, you know, in the last year and a half or so with some injuries that we've overcome. But I think we've done the right thing by the horse. And he's out to prove something. And I think he did that tonight. <laughs> I'll talk about split the house a little bit. Uh, he's kind of been up and down a little bit in the open ranks and uh, you know, every horse, they're not machines. We've discussed this before, you know, they kind of go up and down, but you know, split the house really seemed to come to his own uh, here this evening. He, uh, he really did. And I, and I think he's had this ability all along last year. He trained down monstrous and he kicked the stall and he had a, <laughs> and he had a uh, bone bruise. Yeah. And so we gelded him on that. note. we had kept him a stallion. 
Um, this year, he's traded down Super Gen. He races huge in the Pocono Open, wins him 48 apiece, goes into the Ben Franklin, and walks out lame, and we took three chips out of his, uh, what was it, left back ankle. And uh, they said we could have raced him, and we, again, wanted to protect him. He missed. He was down for two months. Chris did it. Chris Oaks did a great job swimming him back. So he really didn't even hit the track. His first start was Kentucky. His second start was last week. This was his third. If he stays healthy, I think he competes all day long with the Open Division next year. Now, obviously, one last question, and Michelle, I see you're freezing, so we're going to let you get inside. Uh, the Potomac pace is up next. Uh, as long as he comes out of the race, we talked to Chris Oaks, and he said, as long as he comes out of the race good, you guys are headed down to Maryland. Two, this is a two-part question. Number one, have you ever, have you ever been to Rosecroft? Are you going? Number two, what, what's next for uh, Split the House? Does he come back next season, or you know, is it time to kind of settle him down a little bit? We've not been to Rosecroft. Um, we're you looking forward. You, uh, what? Well, all right. Well, I have not been to Rosecroft, but we're looking forward to it. Hopefully, he comes out well, and we'll see what happens. But next year, I expect him to be a contender in every on every level. Mm-hmm. All right, Alan, Michelle, thanks so much. And listen, thanks so much for your support of our show. We certainly appreciate uh, everything you guys have done. And listen, we thanks uh, thanks so much uh, for your sponsorship of our show for the Breeders' Crown. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you for the support of the industry. We appreciate your show. All right, Mike, uh, back to you real quick. All right, thank you, Mike Carter. And uh, once again, yeah, we certainly want to thank the Crawfords uh, for their support of uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike. And uh, Swan Chase continues the winning streak, 360, with uh, Uncle Cuz finishing second, 28-20, two place in a Bluebird Jesse. How about this? 22.80 to show. So some good prices in race 13. Mike Carter, you have more. Let's throw it to you. Yeah. We're we've got uh, we're gonna have Brian Brown. I want to get this interview in, Mike, because uh, Brian Brown's obviously gonna talk to us. Uh, I want to talk to him a little bit about Fear the Dragon and uh, everything that went on here this evening uh, with uh, Down by the Seaside as he's uh, walking over to our broadcast table now. What's up, Brian? How's it going, man? All right. So let's talk first about Down by the Seaside. Uh, me and Garnett here were talking. Brian Sears did everything he had to do to uh, win that race. Uh, just come up a little bit short today. Yes, uh, it's a disappointing. Uh, Brian thought maybe if he would have uh, uh, took off a little earlier coming off the last turn. I mean, I agreed with him. I think if he would have took off at the three-quarter pole when Ricky was still following and opened up some space so that, uh, you know, Ricky's horse flipped three wide and was coming hard before we even really started up. And, uh, you know, I got past a good link and came back and got beat a neck or a head, right. whatever it was. Um, I'm proud of my horse. You know, Brian done what he thought was right. That's what we live with. Now, down by the seaside, uh, raced extremely well here this evening. What's next uh, for this three-year-old? Does he come back next season, or uh, what, what do you think about his uh, future? Well, I'm not sure yet what we're doing there. He uh, he could race here next week. He, ha- he is eligible to the matron in the progress pace at Dover. And... Uh, next year's up in the air yet. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, Fear the Dragon. We heard you talk a little bit earlier with Taylor Johnston. Uh, can you just explain one more time uh, what exactly happened with him tonight? He was sick. He has, uh, by pulling his blood, we found that uh, he has uh, some kind of virus going on. And uh, he, just by his blood, he, he's not coughing. He has no uh, snotty nose, no temperature, eating great. He's feeling good but it like zaps him 
to wear down the stretch. He just doesn't have the pace he, he normally does. So, uh, in fairness to the horse, he, he had it last week. We found it last Monday when we pulled his blood. Uh, I had to enter this race for last Monday, so I had to enter before I knew his blood results. Uh, Tuesday morning, we got it back. His uh, neutrophils it, were low. That shows a biting a virus. And his white count was low. It wasn't off the charts, but it was low. And uh, we pulled his blood again yesterday, got it back this morning. The neutrophils were the same, and the white count was actually a little bit lower. So he's still fighting it. It wouldn't have been good for the horse if we'd have came and, and raced tonight. So it's not fair to that horse. He's had a great year. Uh, we don't want to ruin his reputation. He could go to stud this year or, you know, next year. So uh, we don't want to do anything to hurt that horse's reputation. Now, obviously, that was going to be my next question. So we could pretty much say he's done for at least the season. I'm not sure yet. He could race here next week, but that's probably a very big long shot. Uh, we would have to supplement him into the matron and the progress, but that's not out of the question. Uh, right now, it's just hanging in there. We don't know what we're doing for sure. All right, Brian. Well, we certainly appreciate your time. And uh, listen, congratulations down by the seaside. Uh, second, uh, definitely a no-slash offer, but he really did fight on there towards the end of the mile. Yep, thanks. He, I was proud of the horse. Uh, it just didn't work out tonight, but uh, we live to fight another day. Mike? All right, thank you very much, Mike Carter. When we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, Breeders' Crown 2017, one we won't forget. We are driven by a passion for the sport and a desire to help harness racing prosper. Crawford Farms, Meadowlands pace, all in behind the gate. Crawford Farms, open trotters have reached the top of the backstretch. They are ready to go. Founded in 1966, we are committed to breeding the world's top horses and supporting the industry in the process. A crispy apple, bionic man time again in the Mist, New Jersey. Androvet, the great, the great Androvet does it. We are Crawford Farms. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle with the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State? There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. The $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular Super High Five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there. Four is again, dead game. Clear vision, laid on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Four 
Mike Bozich back in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios, along with Mike Carter, Garnett Barnesdale, Taylor Johnston, and Jess Scott, and live on site at Hoosier Park. And guys, I'll tell you what, this has been an unbelievable Breeders' Crown 2017. We've had just some tremendous stories. Congratulations to the McCumbers with Beckham Z-Tam. Congratulations to John Bernard and uh, Bill Crone with a $50 bill. Congratulations to everybody that uh, not only was in the Breeders' Crown Winner's Circle, Mike Carter, but uh, was in the Breeders' Crown at all. And congratulations to Hoosier Park, who just put on an um, unbelievable show um, and had a bad weather night Friday, a great weather night Saturday. Uh, congratulations to them, people, because I'll tell you what, they put on one heck of a show. And uh, I'll tell you what, I know you guys are very <laughs> grateful because you have hand warmers. Last night, you guys had a heater, so they took care of you guys. Hey, need- hey, we get the heater again tonight. Garnett built a fire. I need a face warmer right now. <laughs> it is brutally cold out here. But real quick, Mike, uh, let's, uh, let's bring the girls in. Taylor Johnson, Jess Gott, and final thoughts from you ladies. A big night of live racing here at Hoosier Park, and it was a lot of fun, that's for sure. We certainly appreciate you guys. And the girls aren't there, I'm assuming, Mike. <laughs> Was I supposed to unmute them? Yes, unmute them, please. Okay, Scott let's bring in. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay, Taylor, <laughs> go ahead. Taylor, go ahead. Oh, can you guys hear us now? Yeah, yeah go ahead, hear, Taylor. Go for it. Oh, we're back here, like, like saying, can you hear us? Can you hear us? But this has been a great experience. I was able to experience the Breeders' Crown last year at the Meadowlands, and being back this year, I love every moment of it, even the cold. I braced through it. Jessica? Um, I, I, tonight was amazing. Um, I really have, you can't hear me. They can't, I can hear you. Can go you ahead. Oh, yeah, you can. Ahead. Oh, well, I can. <laughs> um, tonight was amazing. I'm really happy for the Jamie uh, McCumber crew and her. She, she really deserved it. Um, I was able to experience, like Taylor, the British Crown last year and this year again, um, and a lot of big races, actually. It's, um, it's been quite a year, and I'm really thankful that you guys gave me the opportunity. So thank you. All right. Well, Garnett, let's wrap this thing up uh, from the Breeders' Crown. Of two big nights of live harness racing next uh, Started with the Breeders' Crown open. Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, Mike's got one question for us, apparently, and uh, the girls need muted. Okay, <laughs> they're freezing. Ahead, yeah, they're freezing. Well, we got out of that. They're freezing. I wanted to keep them on unmute for just a few seconds, so they didn't call us any names. But what we found out, truly, was that they were freezing. No, listen, guys, I just wanted to ask you this question. Um, Mike Carter, what in uh, Garnet Barnes, I'll let you guys think about this for just a few seconds. We've got about three minutes left before we get forced off the air. But what was your guys' Breeders' Crown memory that you could take forward for the last two nights? Mike, I'll throw it to you to start. You know, my, my moment's going to be the uh, two-year-old Colton Gelding pace uh, where Schnitzel do something and stay hungry, fought down to the line together. It was an epic stretch duel. And I'll tell you, Schnitzel do something had to really come back and uh, fire on. So, if I had to pick one race, it was the uh, two-year-old Colton Gelding pace. The three-year-old division is going to be a lot of fun next year. Well, you're a thunder stealer, but uh, it's, <laughs> that one's a moment for me for a different reason. And, it's be, and I'd be remiss as a Canadian if I didn't throw a kudos to uh, Doug McNair. And I know, you know, I know in the media you're supposed to be, uh, you're supposed to be neutral, but I got to tell you, Doug McNair is one of the easiest guys to deal with from a media standpoint. Um, anytime I have questions for him, or I, you know, he responds almost immediately. I've interviewed him countless times. 
Um, you know, he's a really easy guy to deal with, and uh, I think he's a, he's a credit to the industry. So I'm really happy for Doug McNair tonight. Well, guys, we're at my uh, real quick before Mike Carter before you try to wrap this thing up. My Brutus Crow moment was Hoosier Park. They stepped up to the plate. They did Absolutely. an unbelievable yeah. job of promoting this event, and uh, I think they deserve all the credit. So, congr- well, not all the credit, but a lot of the credit. Obviously, a lot of the horsemen and trainers deserve a, a lot of the credit too. But congratulations to Hoosier Park for putting on an absolute great event. And I'll tell you what, Mike Carter. Not only do they get a Breeders' Crown moment, but I think. In my personal opinion, you get a Breeders' Crown moment because you did a hell of a job steering the bus the last yep. couple of days. And uh, I'll tell you what, I think you get my Breeders' Crown award for doing a fantastic job. You did a great job out there, my friend. I appreciate that. Listen, people don't understand how difficult it is to kind of work when you can't see who you're getting ready to talk to next. Uh, I have to give some credit to uh, Kate Wiggins, uh, my fiance. She uh, helped guide us in the winter circle. Taylor did some texting from the back paddock. I'll tell you what, uh, bouncing from screen to scene, Garnett saw me struggling a couple times tonight, and he just kept rolling. So, uh, listen, hey, fantastic job, my friend. We've seen some great racing, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And Seriously, we certainly appreciate you, man. You've done a fantastic job for us. I love it, man. If I didn't love it, I wouldn't travel uh, hundreds and hundreds of miles to do these shows with you guys and freeze. And, uh, you know, I love every minute of it. And like I said, it doesn't matter that we're sitting here freezing. This is what we love. This is what we do. And there's no place we'd rather be. All right, guys. Well, listen, we got to invest in some hand warmers for next year. This is two years in a row. We froze our touches off. For everybody who's helped us out, Hoosier Park, the Breeders' Crown, the Hamiltonian Society, Jess Scott and Taylor Johnston, Gardette Barnsdale, for Mike Bozich, I'm Mike Carter. Thank you for joining us here at Hoosier Park. We wrap up the 2017 34th edition of the Breeders' Crown. We'll see you back here with Post Time with Mike and Mike on Thursday with the first post of 1030 in the morning. Good night, everybody. Live coverage of the 2017 Breeders' Crown from Hoosier Park was brought to you by Bet America, Play the Bet America Way, TheSable.ca, an affordable way to own all of or part of a horse. New vocations, make your next horse an X-Race horse. The Harness Racing Fan Zone, putting you in the driver's seat. The Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Live Harness Racing returns November 4th. Embroidery Unlimited. For all of your embroidery needs. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. The Breeders' Crown is coming in 2018. Crawford Farms. Driven for a passion of the sport. The Raceway at Western Fair District. Harness Racing lives here. Millstream Farms. Visit us online at millstreamfarms.com. The Blooded Horse Sales Company. Visit us at bloodedhorse.com. Diamond Creek Farm. Simply a cut above. VIP Internet Stables. The number one partnership in harness racing.